The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 99 of the MXY Show podcast for Max Anstey number, which is um, strangely relevant. Uh, this is episode 99, as I say, coming to you after the MXGP of Trentino round five of the 2022 FIM Motocross World Championship. We had the same winners, kind of. Guys is now four, for, four out of five and Vial is now three out of five. So um, this is really heading in one direction, but we'll break that down as well as everything else that happened in Italy, because further down the order, there was actually some interesting stuff. Uh, this is VMXY Show, and it is presented to you by Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, the Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. Coming up, we obviously have uh, Liat Ask Vice Anything with your pressing questions, the Planet Moto Bombshell of the Week, and more. This is part one, and part one is presented to you by the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. Isaac Gifting, Conrad Muse, Rick Helsinger, Max Anstey, Shane McElrath, or maybe not so much anymore, Justin Brayton and more put faith in the Fly Racing Formula helmet, as well as Fly Racing gear and everything else that they have going on at WPS. I'm Lewis Phillips, your host, and with me, he's made it to episode 99, it's James Burfield. <laughs> hey Lewis, uh, yes, 99, hey, uh, I was about to tap out at three, we were still trying to get uh, a host, um, I know that's kind of old now, we talk about it all the time, but I can't believe I've made it to 99, like you say, the Max Anstey uh, episode. So, um, uh, funny thing, it's, it's actually not the Max Anstey episode, because that would have been 34, it's the Jorge Zaragoza episode. I guess so, yeah. It, didn't he ride the weekend, or was that Portugal, wasn't it? No, he wasn't there at the weekend. Oh, he's, he was uh, number 99, so... There we go. Uh, funny thing happened uh, to me yesterday, um, which I thought it would make you smile. I um, picked up the, uh, the Even Strokes phone because I was in the warehouse and was like, uh, you know, good morning, Even Strokes. And straight away... <laughs> sorry, sorry, you actually answer the phone like that, like you're in a call centre. Yeah, yeah, so okay, I... am definitely going to call that number. Oh, no, please. Uh, uh, no, because this is not funny, because like, everybody's going to call now. But um, this, this was... Uh, this, so, basically, I picked up the phone. Um, good morning, Eva Strokes. And straight away, someone on the other end said, oh, my God, I'm on the podcast show. <laughs> That's because you've got a very distinct, stupid voice. Uh, God, that's harsh. 
Yeah, well, you know. Why, why stupid? Oh my I don't know. It was the most politically correct word I could come up with. Who who touched you this morning? How are you doing? Good? Yes, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, real good. Yeah. Um, yeah, buzzing, actually. It's the British Championship again this weekend. Uh, Latvia the weekend after. So um, after two weeks away from across, I'm, I'm actually excited to get back to, to racing. So um, got a pretty full-on uh, month because... Uh, British Championship we're doing obviously live podcasts and then working with Roger Warren on um, Sunday so that'd be quite good and then obviously Latvia it looks like you're going to not get a passport so it looks like I'm full on uh, Latvia no you and won't be doing I anything I think the week after I'm doing the Nora uh, British Cup which is at Marshfield the mighty Marshfield in Southwest, and I'm going to be doing uh, live commentary and podcast all weekend and MX Vice is going to be there and, and so is Even Stroke so the next three weekends is is going to be really busy. I'm actually really excited. That's How good. are you, Lewis? Because oh. you had uh, a, quite an expedition yesterday. Your first time to London. Yeah, I'm just um, life continues to try and knock me down. But you know, we'll move. We move on. We move on. Um, and it's all gonna it's all gonna work out. It's all gonna work out. So Did you watch Trentino. But yeah, hang on. Was that your first like visit to London? I don't know. In in the last sixteen years, yeah. Wow, so what's your thoughts on the capital of the United Kingdom? Um, I took a really good photo of a square. I don't know what it was, but it seemed like quite a landmark, and I took a really good photo of it. <laughs> because you called me yesterday and said, Hi, I'm at Buckingham Palace. Yeah, I, was, I just randomly ended up outside Buckingham Palace. <laughs> uh, any other um, sites that you recognise? Uh, this, this square... Um, I don't know what it is. Trafalgar Square? Did that have a Maybe. big column in the middle? Uh, hold on, I'm just going to consult my photo. Uh, a bit my... of a sailor with like a, a dodgy arm? Uh, it's got a tower, a man on top with a stick, sword maybe. There's a fountain. And then there's another statue with a man on a horse. Next yeah, to well done. Stairs. Well done. You've you visited Trafalgar Square. Look oh, at you. And I got one. Bloody good photo of it as well. <laughs> wow. Is that going on Instagram? No. Um, yeah, so did you watch Trentino? Yes, I did, yeah. Okay, I, liked the, I liked the track the other way around, I've got to be honest. Yeah, but did you like it because you felt it was a, um, a novelty? Uh, I think novelty, and because I've been there so many times, like I could literally ride that track in my head. Well, that would like, be the novelty of going backwards. <laughs> but um, I did love the uphill triple. And I was right. excited about that on last week's show, so um, I was even more... Sorry? Sorry? You were excited about the uphill triple on last week's show that we didn't know existed? Yeah. I, I said on last week's show, if you go back and listen to it, that when instead of jumping down, they're going to be jumping up. Oh, and yeah. that's going to be very, very cool to see. Oh, yeah. But we didn't know it was going to be a triple. Well, What's why that? wouldn't we? I don't know. Um, what stood out to you from Trentino? Um... <sighs> I listened to, I actually listened to the, some of the post-race podcasts. Only some? And yeah, because I haven't had a, a lot of time. But um, the Geyser one and Geyser uh, stood out to me. Uh, and it was a couple of things what he said in, the, in a post-race podcast, um, coupled with his performance on the day. And um, that's, he stood out to me. I know he, I know he obviously won, but, um, and it was his first 1-1 of the year. But it was just... It was just how he went about business. And um, it's like, I, I felt it came across like, I've got this. 
Like, I'm in control of this now, and this title's mine. Yeah, I don't think confidence has ever... I don't think his confidence has ever been this high and he's ever been this comfortable. I think he sits on the starting line every time, looks left, looks right, and thinks to himself, I've got every single one of these riders covered. Yeah, and, and that's what I took from that performance the weekend and also from listening to him on a post-race podcast. And that is, you know, that's dangerous to everybody else because he's properly in his comfort zone. He's like literally got his slippers on, his dressing gown, he's, he's that relaxed. I would... um. I would, uh, I would say that if I'm Prado, I'm looking to disrupt that momentum and confidence and make him fear me ASAP. Yeah, he needs to get right on that because the longer that you're going to leave someone like Geyser uh, to be this comfortable, um, the guy's just going to pull away. What, what stood out for you? I think it, is, uh, it, just, it did just kind of stamp the the geyser domination to me, I think. I think I but then again we all thought the geyser was gonna win Trentino. So maybe it's not that big a deal because we all like everyone would have bet on that anyway. So why is it such a shock that it happened? But he did um, say it wasn't his favourite track. He did he, 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 he doesn't enjoy riding it. Yes, yeah, he's got it's the still, support. Um, it still it still suits him in the sense of like hard pack track. Yeah. It still still ticks a box for his uh, skill set. But then again, Prado, Renault, Sewer, and no slouches on hard pack either. Um, no. um, uh, 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 so apart, you, you were there. So um, we, as we always say, it's very, very different for you being there and experiencing it compared to somebody sat at home like me watching on TV. So what else, what other insights did you see from the weekend which kind of either cemented Geyser um, in his position at the moment or was there anything that you've seen from Prado which is like, okay, maybe something's coming? The confusing thing to me is Prado was very fast. Faster than Geyser at points. So I don't know why it didn't happen. I don't know why it didn't work. I don't know what, I don't know what the difference is there that's stopping it from working and playing out and happening for him. Because there was uh, six or seven laps in the first race when um, Prado was clearly faster than Geyser and Koldenoff, who was leading. Which was like encouraging, exciting, and like that even ha- led me to think like, oh, okay, well, second moto, like if he gets a start with Geyser, he can run with Geyser, so this is good. Um, and then obviously he did stall it first lap of the second moto, and he himself actually said that had he not stalled it, he thinks the second moto would have been good because he felt great. So I guess that that's another thing. If you want to walk for Geyser domination back a little bit, that's another thing that you can point to and say, oh, well, Prado did stall it. So you never know what would have happened, um, which is true. That is true. Um, but yeah, I just feel like every... I don't... I said this on a Racer X review podcast. I can't point to an exact reason why Prado isn't winning more, more regularly because he's got the starts, he's got the speed. So those are... That's the two things you need. Like yeah, start, he's, speed. he's told us how comfortable he is on the bike. Um, well, the speed yeah. shows that. Because he isn't, it's not like he's going slow. Like if he was going slow, you'd think to yourself, oh, well, wonder what's up here. The speed tells us he's in a good place because you can't go that fast if you're not um, comfortable. So what's missing? That's what I mean. I don't know. I can't point. Normally it's quite obvious. Like, oh, okay, he's not a good starter. Oh, okay. The one thing I would say is maybe Prado's opening few laps which comes back to the risk thing that we discussed um, last week. Because he did talk about a little, uh, a little hesitant, I feel. Like he's not, he's not getting a whole shot and hammering down and pulling out a gap. He's kind of a little more timid, I feel. Yeah, he's not got that, um, that aggression, that intensity and willingness to um, take risks on the first few laps. I don't know if I go that far, but it just that's, 
maybe he could maybe he could take advantage of his good starts more. But then again, his average start is two point nine, and Guys's average start is three point three. So there's not even that big a difference there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't put my finger on what the issue is, or what whether you even want to call it an issue. Um, I can't put my finger on it at all. So it's weird. It's a weird one to it's a weird one to think about. And I'm sure that he. I'm sure this is kind of on his mind as well. He can't um, figure out what the difference is. But then again, maybe that's encouraging. Maybe he can go down and go. Well, I have got the speed. I saw that. Um, and he can sit there this week and go. Well, if I installed it in a second moto, I probably would have won that. Like he can. He can build himself up off of that. So although Trentino was a very dominant performance from Geyser, a very stampy performance from Geyser, I think there was enough there where Prado can actually kind of contradict himself. Can actually sit that sit back and convince himself that. Trentino was just fine. I mean, the 33 point gap isn't great, but he, I feel like Prado can go, well, you know what? I, I had him at points. I had him matched at points. But again, dropped 12 points the weekend. It's okay. I had him at points, but I still let him extend the lead by 12 points. Oh yeah, but I'm saying as a rider, you, all, you they all, they convince themselves of the positives, don't they? So I'm saying that there are po- there are the positives there that Prado can lead, like can cling to, to stop himself from getting too bummed out. Um, but also, you could kind of see at, after the race that he wasn't exactly stoked. Um, no, so maybe maybe those positives aren't as easy to cling to as I'm saying. Right, going back to your comment on a weird one. Um, what was a weird one? Uh, you were just saying it's a weird one with Prado. Um, Glenn Coldenoff. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We could talk about Renault first. Well, can can we not talk about our first that first race performance by Coldenoff? If you like, it's not weird though because that is how good he is. Like, it's only weird. The weird thing is that he's managed to do a similar performance two weeks in a row because obviously he hasn't really managed that on a Yamaha. But he is that good, and it's actually like I wouldn't even say it's weird at all. Yeah, like it's actually super encouraging because maybe, just maybe, he's actually found some stability with a bike, with a team, and everything, and he can now be the normal Glenn Coldenoff just in time for his stock to rise uh, for silly season, which actually may not be may not be a coincidence. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Let's go back to Renault, his teammate, because um, again, another solid performance the weekend. I am. Um... Yeah, I don't, I still, I don't know how I feel about Renault still. Well, put it like this. When we were talking about contenders coming into the season, you were very, very high on Prado, as we all were, because, you know, obviously Caroli um, retiring, you know, Jeffrey injured. This was Prado's year to to kind of grab it and run with it and put some pressure on, on you know, on Tim. Did we see Renault coming in and, and, not only running with Prado, but, you know, literally, you know, beating him, you know, race to race. I don't think you can, I don't think you're, you're talking in a way that says Renault is on Prado's level. And I don't think that's the case. But performance wise, he seems to be. No, but I still, in the hierarchy, I still go, um, Geyser, one, Prado, two, Sewer, Renault, 3A, 3B, Coldenoff, Jonas, 4A, 4B. That's how I, that's still, and then Boga's in that group as well. That's how, that's still how I look. I don't put, I don't look, I don't sit here and go, Renault has got, got Prado's number. Which sounds like you do. I mean, he had a bad weekend in Portugal. Um, where I didn't, but take that aside, he's been solid. Yeah, but 
Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. But I don't agree with what you're saying about him being basically Prado's got Prado covered or got Prado's number. I still think Prado is a better rider and a better like I don't think I don't think Prado should fear Renault. I, I think Prado needs to focus forward on Geyser instead of fearing the guys behind because I don't think the guys behind can actually touch him. Who is the know. first Yamaha rider to win a GP? What, this year? Yeah, the next, who's, who, yeah, who's going to be the first Yamaha rider to win a GP? No, in history. Like, what? I'm going to go with Renault. Because he's I'm... shown me everything that he's going to... He's going to out of him, Jeremy, and, and Glenn, I, I believe Maxime is, is the one who's shown me enough to show that he, he's going to take uh, a GP. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it's France. I'm going to go cold enough. Really? Yep. Wow. I think, what, and you think that's sooner rather than later? In the next month. Definitely a moto. Obviously, an overall's a bit harder, but definitely a moto. Um, Latvia? Do you think he'll do well in Latvia? He won his first 450 GP in Latvia. He won now on a gas gas. But yeah, my only concern is if he has found, a, found the solution with the bike... That's at Portugal and Trentino, and Latvia is very different. So maybe yeah. not. Maybe maybe Latvia is another curveball in the cold enough experience. But I do think that he will be the next, the first Yamaha rider to win a GP, or the next Yamaha rider to win a moto. Okay, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Renault. I mean, Renault's I, already won uh, a race, hasn't he? This year, I still wouldn't be surprised if Renault doesn't win a GP this year. No, he, he he's got this. I mean, Argentina. Um, he literally was tied with points on Geyser. It was only the second race which stopped him from winning the GP. Yeah, but... What do you mean? I don't yeah, know. But... I don't know. I don't he know. Tied, I... He tied on points with Geyser at Argentina. That's as close yeah. as you're going like, yeah, to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm aware of that. I am aware of that. <laughs> I still, I just think Koldenov's going to be, I just think Koldenov's going to be the next Yamaha rider to win the GP. Okay. Um... I've seen enough from Renault to, to show that he's not just here for this year. He, the kid's got something. Oh yeah, I think we could still agree 20, that. I think, but he's still only twenty-one. I think he'll be. Um, actually, I was going to say I think he'll be a four-fifty world champion, but he is going to be a four-fifty world champion. Yeah, but I'm just thinking that's hard to come by because, like, okay, Geyser's probably going to win it this year. Um, Hurlings and Fevre will be back next year as well, and then once. Hurlings, Fevra, step aside. Geyser will still be around for a little bit, as will Prado. And then once Geyser steps aside, Prado will still have some more. Like, so it's not going to be easy. like Prado. Basically, Prado and Renault are at the same points in their career, so Renault is always going to have to try and deal with Prado. Yeah. So that's it's not going to be easy. It's not like it's not like he has to wait a couple of years and the star, the current stars are going to step aside. Sewer will be around for a while longer. They are the same age as well, aren't they? Renault and Prado. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. Do you think Renault is better than Sewer? No, I think Jeremy has... Um, I think Jeremy has had... Uh, you know, obviously the concussion was a big thing. Um, he's had a couple of, um, you know, little crashes and a big crash. Um, it doesn't seem to be going right for him. Um, or he doesn't seem to be catching those breaks. But I do see... I do believe that he's going to have a run at some point of, you know, solid three to four... Um, back to back, very very good rides, um, and I don't think it's far off because it was a really good comeback in Trentino. Given that he didn't even know where he actually gave, he doesn't even know where one of his Argentina shirts has gone. So, still doesn't. 
No, no, still doesn't. Um, the, look, the one thing I will say about Renault is he, I forget what we, we were talking like five episodes ago where we we're saying about, you know, literally the, the, the preseason race ruined it. Like, if we didn't have that preseason race and he had come in and he's third in the championship, had a wobbly at Portugal, yes, um, but third in the championship and has taken a race win already. Like, if we, oh yeah, it's phenomenal. It's, it, it's, it it's is, phenomenal. I think that's what you've got to break down. It is the fact that how far he has come from from two years ago. Like his 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 rise in two years um, is is insane. And and I think the fact that he has got that good in two years is kind of scary. And not not scary. It's 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 interesting because it's like how far can he go? And you like um, say that two two years previous to that he was injured. Yeah, it's not so much. Yeah, but it's not so much like you're saying as if he wasn't so good two years ago. He no, was he was always good, but, yeah, but he was kind of always expected to be this good. The only reason you didn't see it was because of injuries. So like, yeah. it's it's not like he. So you could argue that without the injuries, he always would have been on this level, and this wouldn't be surprising. But the injuries stopped us from seeing that for so many years. But this it makes this more of a shock. Um, but then maybe that's maybe that's I've said it many times. I don't feel shocked. Like I, I know I didn't call this. I thought it'd be a fourth to eighth place guy. But I still don't feel shocked, and I think it is because deep down, I know that actually Renault was probably this good all along. Like he, yeah. But there's being this good, and then there's going out and doing what he's doing. And I think that's the impressive thing is that he's we know what he's capable of, or and people around him know what he's capable of. But to be able to go out and do it, that's a different matter. And I think that's the thing which we're all impressed with is the fact that we know he's good, but he's actually showing us how good. And I think the Argentina performance, it, it, you know, says everything. Um, Renault and Sua are under contract until the end of next year, I believe. Sua definitely. I think Renault too. Um, actually, I'm certain Renault too. Um, come the end of next year, based on what you know now, who are you offering a bigger contract to, Renault or Sua? Well, at the moment, if, if you're basing it on now, um, your, your, your odds are going to be on, on Renault. Because, just because you're going to be looking at performances. But if you're looking at history, then is he three or four time vice world champion, Jeremy? Four. Four. He's probably going to be second or third this year as well. Yeah, so if, if you want a solid guy who's going to be there and thereabouts, I, I think last year was a really good opportunity for him to have... Um, was it last year or was it the year before? When was the injury plagued year? That was the year before, wasn't it? It wasn't last year. Last year was amazing. No, last year was amazing, yeah. So it was the year before, I think. And um, it just didn't go right for him. And that was a really good opportunity to, um, to, have, to have took that, that world champion. Oh, I don't know, it's so hard. I mean, if you're Yamaha, you've re- I mean, if you're in Yamaha, you're a great place, aren't you? Because you've got two riders who are capable of race wins. I mean, well, I mean you, uh, are, if you're Yamaha, are you actually looking at anybody else? Yeah, to be honest, I think that I think that at the end of this year, at the end of at the end of this year, Yamaha will go down to a two man team, which will be Renault and Sewer. And Colnos contract up, and I don't I, I don't think they'll fill that seat. Nah, and why would they? I mean, at the moment, they've got two very capable riders of challenging for a championship. Why why would you look elsewhere? Well, the only thing is whether Gertz is going to go up. But Gertz Gertz is completely out of contract at the end of this year, so he's not tied to Yamaha in any way. No. Um, they have already had one conversation about next year. 
So it is going on. Like, silly season started. One factory contract's already been signed for next year, a new one. Um, oh, wow. So it's, it's started. It's underway. It's definitely a little, that's a little bit early because usually no, it's, it's not around really. June, July. It's not that. Uh, yeah, but only it's a little bit started. Not fully. Like, some teams haven't even thought about it, but there are, like, a factory deal was signed in Trentino. Um, that's cool. A big one, too. Really? Is, I think. Um, <sighs> Can you say yeah. manufacturer? No. Um, Color? No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, but yeah, it started. It started. And as always, very interested to see where Coldenoff goes. That's going to be the biggest story of silly season, I think. Um, mm. But we will see. Uh, Bogus is very good. Bogus has proven that he's just he's just very good. There's not really much else to say. Like, there's no point raving. Like, there's no point raving about how shocked we are. This is just Bogus now. I've um, become a real fan of Bogus this year. He could have been on the podium again. Like that's him. He's going to be a podium. He's going to be a podium contender or a podium threat every single weekend. Yeah, again, and also, um, you know, listen to the post race podcast. That's what he sees himself as. Yeah, but it did sound like he's still a bit like. He sees himself as that, but he's also still a bit like surprised that he sees himself as that. Mm. Yeah, but maybe is that because of the HRC year still haunting him a little? Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, it's he wasn't. It's not like like he said, "I know I'm a podium guy now," but he also said that like I'm surprised that I'm I am a podium guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I, Again, I can't see standing changing their team next year. I mean, Jonas and, and, and well, this is the interesting thing because is a solid team. But this is the interesting thing because everyone presumes that Koldnov is going to go back there. But how do you? But both Jonas and Bogus are performing ridiculously well. So it's a very, that is a very interesting dynamic. Is it, yeah. At the end of the day, that comes down to um, is the hierarchy happy with the riders? And it seems that everybody's happy under that order. So why would you want to change? Change that unless you do go to a three-man team, but then you're looking at you know fifty percent more budget. Koldenoff's thirty-one as well, so that's something to consider. Can you see Koldenoff retiring at the end of the year? I don't think so. I would have said after Mandeville, I probably would have said yes, but no. He's like Trentino proved he's still. I think he's. I think a he's still good enough to battle for podiums, wins, blah blah blah. B, I think he'll be quite eager to prove that. He has more to give than what he's shown in these Yamaha years. So, like hungry about, for redemption. What about somewhere like Kawasaki? I feel like the best thing for Koldenoff would be to return to some sort of familiar surroundings rather than. What, as in Austrian bike? Yeah, rather than roll the dice and try something new elsewhere. Um, he'll okay. have to take a pay cut wherever he goes, but. Um, yeah, interesting. I can't, obviously, I can't see him back at Yamaha, but maybe if this continues on its current trend. Maybe that happens. I mean, I really can't see it. And like I say, he'll have to take a pay cut from where he's at now, but maybe. Just maybe. Yeah. As always, silly season um, is, is interesting. But uh, I think, see, going back to the original, uh, Renault and um, Siwa, um very good team. I mean, there was talk last year of Prado um, going blue. Yeah, Can you see of... that being... Can you see in that come coming back up again? No, that was just that just got out of hand. Rumor mill, rumor mill wise, um, really? Yeah, it's fine. Really. Um, tip of the hat to Van Horbeck, one of only three riders to finish in the top ten in every moto so far. Guys, are Prado Van Horbeck. Who would ever would have thought that? 
Yeah, he's been impressive this year, hey? The journeyman. Yeah, and Fernandez has kind of stabilized a little bit. Um, four solid motos in a row. Quiet, which is fine. You don't have to flash and dash every single moto, but um, quiet, but yeah, fine. I, like, I did enjoy listening to him on the podcast as well. What, what I, didn't, I didn't interview him at the weekend. No, no, the one before. Oh, Portugal. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Shall we you, tell the people? You were quite is- ballsy um, with your questions about basically... You literally said to him, "You are a crasher." <laughs> yeah, if you listen, if you're a regular, if you're a regular, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, James, you'll find out that I don't pull no punches. No, you do not. No, I was like, "Oh wow, that's well, true." Now, call a spade a spade. I wanted to go over and hug Ruben after it. You know, that's, I was going to call, call him and just say he's okay. I'm sure he's noticed as he's cartwheeled down the track every single weekend. I'm sure he's probably crossed his mind at some point. Oh, I'm a bit of a crasher. Yeah, uh, this is two weeks in a row that I've listened to um, Postman's podcast. um, I'm just going to read out a conversation I had with James uh, earlier this week. So he sent me a screenshot of him listening to the podcast and put two weeks in a row. And I put, I can't tell if you're listening to A, be nice, or B, clamp down on employee evaluation. And James put, I have to do it for the podcast show. Not... Good job, Lewis. Oh, these were really good and interesting. <laughs> not, not, oh, I, oh, you know, after not listening to these for five years, I'm really glad I've started listening. No, no, no nice comments. No, no, nothing. Just, I have to do it. Well, a part of me feels like you're making an effort, so I've got to. You just basically made me feel guilty after 97 episodes. So basically, uh, because you think that me making an effort to do an hour's worth of interviews, you are matching that effort by pressing play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much sums it up. Wow, so, we're really uh, just really going all out. Yeah, uh, you know, that's the, the you know, because my time's limited, you know, as you know, I'm a busy guy. So the fact that I take an hour out of my whole week to listen to you rambling onto riders, you know, that, that says everything. What, you think I ramble on? But you ramble on and then you, um, you, you, you ramble on, you interrupt them, and then you basically tell them how shit they are. Great. Really, really just boosted employee. <laughs> um, um, Tim Geyser, Maxime Renault, Jorge Prado, well, Jeremy Seward, Glenn Coldenough too, actually. Top five MXGP of Trentino all run Renful bars. Only... Tim Geyser joined the winning world of Rentful. The others are nipping at his heels, desperate to get involved in the winning world of Rentful, but they'll get there. The winning brand in manufacturing and design for the last half century. Rentful also continues to lead the world at the very top level of the sport. Amassing more championship titles than all competing brands combined, Rentful's records are unsurpassable with 238 US titles and 232 world titles for 470 major championship titles combined. Thanks to the hard work and Dedication to detail, the Rentful Factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championship goals since the beginning in 1969. I mean, it's early. We're at round five, but I feel quite confident that Rentful are going to win the MXGP title. Because if Geyser doesn't do it, Prado will. And if Prado doesn't do it, Renault will. And if Renault doesn't do it, Sewer will. Like, so I feel very confident that Rentful are going to add more championship titles to those impressive numbers. And of course, we're happy to... We're happy to be a part of the winning world of Rentful on this podcast. We're not exactly winning, but you know what? Maybe that good mojo from Rentful will just rub on us and take us to the next level. Let's face it. When you think of Rentful, Rentful's synonymous to, you know, you don't, when you think of handlebars, you don't say, I'm going to get, you know, you know, I've bent my handlebars. You you know, like everything you think about with handlebars is just referred to as Rentful. Like somebody, somebody phoned up yesterday in the even strokes is like, 
oh, um, if you, if you got a pair of like, they don't even say if you got what other handlebars you got. It's like, have you got a pair of rentals? Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think I ever used anything other than. Rentals. It's just like they own that market. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to everybody else, but you know, you you have a lot of catching up to do because they are literally uh, the pioneers of, of of that bar. You know, um, handlebars are rentals. It's like rent- it's like okay. the, if you think of the vacuum. Hoover, you know, this is exactly the same. Um, I need a new pair of rentals. Isn't the, isn't a Hoover just another word for a vacuum? No, Hoover is the actual brand, which I'm really? what I'm trying to say. Oh wow, I've blown your mind. I thought yeah. Hoover was just a Hoover. No, Hoover is a brand, which I'm. Are you, which sure, is what are I'm you sure you're not thinking of Henry? No, Henry the Hoover. No. Oh. Um, another Redfall rider, Mitch Evans. Uh, very encouraging race. Very encouraging weekend. Uh, got some clean air up front. Got to experience that top five pace for the first time since his return, which is valuable. That will serve him well uh, in the future. I was very impressed with how he held his own at the front, uh, both in Moto One and the qualifying race. And um, yeah, another massive step forward. This thing keeps on rolling. Positive momentum's there. He's testing a lot now um, to match his newfound speed, or not newfound speed, his old speed that's come back. Um, and yeah, working on the rear of the bike because he's very good at feeling the front, but not so much with the rear. And uh, yeah, that should only help him moving forward. So do you, do you know s- what I like about Mitch? I, I spoke to him um, the first two GPs and you know he was pretty down about, you know he's like spent a lot of time away from racing. He actually didn't know how this was going to go. Like, he genuinely didn't know how the wrist was going to hold up, whether this would be his last year racing, whether he'd be able to hold on. You know, the fact that he is improving week to week, and not just improving, but like running up front. You know, I, I am so pleased for him because, like, talking to him at the start of the year, he genuinely didn't know if he'd be racing again. The fact that he's literally where he is now after only, what, six rounds, five rounds, is incredible. It's incredible that you don't know how many races there's been. Well, it's just a handful, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to the FX5 show, where we are a handful of rounds in. Like, Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, I think Mitch... Uh, I think Mitch will be on the podium here shortly. Uh, maybe not until the after the halfway mark, because round ten has always been his goal to like from like his season starts from round ten. But I think it will happen this year. And I think be quite, still, still, HRC have not put a rider other than Tim Geyser on the four fifty podium since Bobrashev Latvia twenty seventeen. Wow, look at you, stat boy. HRC have not managed to get their second rider on the podium in what, one, two, three, five years. All, all of their podiums, obviously all of their wins by virtue, uh, to all come from Tim Geyser. So mental, really, mental. They obviously had a podium with Van Horbeck in Argentina in 2019, but he was on a privateer team and he would tell you <laughs> until he's blue in the face about how much Honda support he had. So <laughs> I don't think we can count that. Um, ben Watson. Do you know what? I was goddamn relieved to see that sixth place. Relieved. Um, did you, so did you listen to his interview? Well, I had to turn it off after a minute because I was nearly going to commit suicide. <laughs> That's what so, I aim to do. <laughs> something I shouldn't joke about because suicide is very, very serious. And if people out there are, are contemplating it, then obviously reach out to somebody. But after listening to that podcast, um, yeah, I was like, oh my did God. Did you actually turn it off for that, like, because it was bumming you out? 
No, I got to Marshfield. Oh. <laughs> I had to do some filming in the week. So um, I literally was listening to Ben. It really put me in a great mood <laughs> for the day. Oh my God, it sounds horrific. What the hell has he been through? What can um, he tell us? I feel like he told us everything, didn't he? Well, he's like, uh, you know, I've gone through some stuff which I can't, you know, I don't want to talk about. He literally did not say that at any point in the interview. He literally uh, right spoke at, right at the start. Yeah, and then proceeded said, to tell everything. I'm pretty sure he, when he said going through some stuff, I'm pretty sure that was him saying, I'm not going to tell you about my illness. And then he decided two minutes later to tell us about his illness. Well, I haven't got to that part. That's, oh, I clicked off at that part. So I, I haven't. You listened to about. one sentence. You listened to one sentence. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, oh wow. Okay, well then, for those of you who James... Like, well, I didn't realise the story was going to get better. <laughs> so he's got chronic pneumonia in his lungs. He had COVID... Um, Holy shit! ...in uh, December. He had COVID in December, got over the illness, but was coughing for like six weeks afterwards. Like, couldn't shake that part. Um, and he's got some sort of like pneumonia lingering. He's basically got what Sua had last year. Um, so we need to link Sua and Ben together. I feel like I'm the person to do that. Because Sua actually found, Sua actually found some sort of magic medicine last year. If you look at Sua's results, after Turkey, it randomly got better. And it's because he found some sort of magic medicine. Magic mushrooms. So, um, Swiss magic mushrooms. No, it is a Swiss. A Swiss doctor is the way to. There is there is a Swiss doctor who sees to quite a few riders around the world. Who sees to quite a few riders? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a thing. He he sees to quite a few riders. Yeah. Okay. Attends to sees to. <laughs> okay. What? Nothing. Um, nothing. I'm so Ben reckons it will be two months until that's completely out of his system and that's and he's one hundred percent. But. Wow. He did not he did not blame that. He did not say like the illness is why I'm struggling. He didn't he it is obviously a part and he said that the illness is leading to him having no go, no fight, no intensity. But um he didn't like it's not like he was putting 100% of the blame on that. 50% of the blame also went on um Basically, there's 15. There's fifth. No, you'll hear that because you'll hear that in the interview. Skip to the last question because I tried to lighten the mood with oh. a Stribos question. Oh, I like um, where you're going with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and well done. You made me lose my train of thought. So, 50% is the illness. 50% is also the fact that he's the only rider in this Kawasaki greenhouse. Um, there are 15 people at each GP just for him, and it's heavy. As he said many times, it's heavy. Um, he said that he sat in his hotel room on Saturday night after Trentino qualifying, sat in his hotel room alone, sort of staring into space, just thinking, what the hell is like this? He said at one point that he was, if it wasn't for Strybos being like in his corner, he would have told the team already that he's not racing. Holy shit. Yeah, you should probably listen to this interview. Um, well, so it sounds like a Hollywood movie. So, um, it's going to get better. Um, um, it's good that he's got a result to cling to. It's going to get better. Um, I really think that Kawasaki need to put Strybos on that second bike just to sort of, like, you know, um, spread out the, spread out the uh, attention a little bit. They, so, latest rumour is that Bra Ramey may be coming back, but there is concerns because Bra Ramey isn't even finishing on the podium in the French Championship. So, I'm not sure how, if that will happen, but that's the latest rumour. Kawasaki have contact... Uh, Kawasaki have contacted another rider to come and do GPs as a fill-in, but that's not going to happen, I don't think. Oh. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, it's a very much needed good result. He yeah, said that it came have, naturally that to him. Have, that must have relieved some pressure on Ben and also Well, I don't team. know, because that interview was done 20 minutes after that result and it didn't really seem to... 
changed much. Um, <laughs> oh wow! I take that last com- that's last comment, but no, I think it's I think it's I think it's I think it's fine. I think Ben just needs to build on this, block out some of the block out some of the faff and um, the, like around him, and then just sort of focus. I've said it before. I think him and Strybos just need to focus on like he like him and Strybos almost need to be a team within a team. Ben only talks to Strybos. And then, it, and then it goes from there. Um, do, do you know what? There's, there, there's, there's a lot to be said about that. Like we, we don't actually know what Ben's going through. In, in, if things we are, do, this all in the interview. Okay, but let's look at it from this perspective, right? We, we have expectations of Ben and what he should be doing and everything else. Ben fucking knows what he should be doing. The fact that he can't do what he knows he can do is highly frustrating. The last thing he needs is everybody else. You know, tell him that I, I, I actually, I spoke to to Conrad for a little bit um, the weekend. Conrad's actually turned off his Instagram because he's got he gets so much shit off of social media. It's demoralizing. Yeah, Ben said he did the same. It's like I don't know how people can like. You're, you're supposed to be lifting people, not like pushing them down. It's like maybe send a freaking message with support. Like you, maybe can do I this. should, or, maybe or I should send. Maybe I should send Mitch's phone number to everyone. Yeah. But it's just like, do you know what? If you're listening to this, like... Okay, I, mean, I will counter that, though. Yes, some of the comments are shit, but also this is a professional sport, so you're always going to get that. Of you're course never you are. Gonna get... In football, in, in whatever sport you are. But do you know what? Like, there's a thing called pay it forward, you know? And it's just like, maybe send them a comment saying... Sounds like you're going through a British, pretty shit time, but keep your head up, keep pushing forward. Because you know what? Sometimes that helps when you feel like you've got some support. So, you know, I'm not a self-help guru or anything. I'm just saying that sometimes sending uh, riders like, you're a pretty shit at the weekend. What the fuck's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And let's face it, you're doing that from your couch. I feel like something that I can do to help oh, Ben's no. situation. We don't know. No. I think that, I think that maybe I need to step down Dave, from the from the Watson wagon. Yeah, I, I think you need to park that bus and. Just no, I think I don't think hill. I need to park. I don't think I need to park it. I just think I need to hand it over to someone else because I feel like it started as a bit of a laugh and I did it as a bit of a joke, but people are taking it a little bit too seriously now, and um, I feel like I I've created a, a monster with this wagon, and I feel like I need to I need to, you know. I need to step down from the what I don't want to. I don't want to. I still believe, but I don't. I feel like I need to step down. So kind of this, sounds like you're abandoning ship, not stepping down. No, I don't want to. But the people, I'm getting a lot of grief now from people who don't take the Watson wagon as the funny little thing that I wanted it to be, and it's all very serious. And I feel like that's causing a bit of a. It's a bit much. So oh wow, um, yeah. So it's just yeah. I thought we yeah. I don't know. It's kind of. It's, it must hurt. I don't, I, I don't want to do it, James. I don't want to. I mean, how are you feeling right now? Like, I feel like I've just been like, I feel like the pitchforks are out and I've been I've booted off of this wagon. Mm. Pitchfork rebellion going on. I know, it's just, I, 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 I don't want to. Surrounding the, the, I can imagine like the, the Watson wagons, like they're one of those American yellow buses with you driving and then there's all these angry people outside with pitchforks trying to stab the yellow bus. I think what I'm going to have to do is take a remote, uh, a remote um, option within the Watson wagon and just manage it from behind the scenes with Strybos. Okay. 
And did did Kevin have a little word of you and just say that the what? No, everyone, no, everyone, no. The listeners of the podcast are just taking it too seriously. It was always a bit of a joke, and everyone's taking it a bit too seriously, saying that everyone's taking it a bit too seriously. Are, are you getting some hurt online? Do you want to talk about? Yeah, it? Yeah, I am. I'm getting a lot of hurt. <laughs> So it's not only Ben, it's not only Conrad, it's now you. Yeah, no, it's me as well. For God's sake, people. <laughs> it's me as well, this is what I mean. It's not going on, what we created? <laughs> people don't under, like, I was always a bit of a joke, wasn't it? Like, I'm not going to lie, this... Uh, wait, where is it? Have I deleted it? Oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe people out there are picking oh, on you. Oh, <laughs> Like, that was a fun time we had. It was a, like a bit of a joke. <laughs> that was not a serious thing. <laughs> Listening to that just seems such a long time ago. I know. We should, maybe we should do some... What else have I got? Remember this? Oh. It brings you about PTSD. Yeah, that's PTSD. What's the pressure of trying to remember. I've just, I've just got something called Sad Song. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was I, I reckon we should, for, for, for 100, I think we need to have um, Army Smarter Than a Birth. No, it is coming back. I've got questions ready. Um, yeah, I feel I like want a new game. I feel like the time is right to bring that bad boy back because I feel like I'm in a better place now. I feel... Well, that's good, James. While the rest of us are just... <laughs> on a pile. <laughs> While the rest of us are just being thrown on a pile and lit alive, I'm glad that you're in a better place. You, Conrad, in bed are literally just on this on this hay bale with people chucking petrol on and lighting you up. And you're stood alongside it going, you know what? I'm having a good day. <laughs> I feel like I've got more space in my mind to like... across. You're stood on the side as I'm burning alive. Yeah. Thinking, you know what? I think my day's oh. turning around. So I'd be like, Lewis, can you just move to the left a little bit? You're a little bit hot. So you know, that, oh. Those flames are getting a little bit close. No, but um, no, genuinely though. So Ben is a set, so everyone, so people are uh, getting confused because obviously last year, Ben was the third rider on factory Yamaha. And that was pointed to as a bit of an issue. I spoke to Yamaha last week and they even said Ben needed more support last year because he was very much the third rider. So didn't get the advice guidance he needed as a rookie. That does not necessarily mean that being the number one factory Kawasaki rider is better. That's kind of the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, he's gone from he's gone from literally yeah. one end to the what, other. There's like no mid-range. Is to be the second factory like he needs Fevra to be there. So he so Fevra finishes second at a GP, Watson finishes eighth, and everyone's happy. Rather yeah. than like focus, because what because is Kawasaki's if, failing because Ben's failing. If Fevra finishes second and Watson finishes eighth, then that sounds like a good weekend for Kawasaki. But remove Fevra from that and Watson just finishes eighth, and that sounds a bit iffy, doesn't it? Like it really changes the way that the second rider, which is what Ben was employed to do, um, is viewed. So that so everyone's getting a bit confused. So I'm getting grief over this as well because everyone's like, oh, oh, I thought that being not being the third rider on Yamaha would be better, and it's like, yes, but this is like the other end of the spectrum, and also. Why is every, like I'm, I'm, I'm just offering my opinion, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but burn away. Anyway, I'll never say the words Watson Wagon again. I'll say it behind the scenes. I'll be there every week and I'll be feverishly texting Strybos to figure out how we can be better. But I will not, like, I have to step down. I think this is kind of good sad. in a wagon. For good in a wagon. I think it's sad that it's kind Well, of I'm like Boris Johnson. I've been forced to resign. <laughs> You're referring to yourself <laughs> as Boris Johnson. <laughs> Have you been having some, some uh, parties it, yeah, it, uh, in words? At a Kawasaki tent. <laughs> yeah, a Kawasaki tent, yeah. <laughs> um, we are not amused. No, um, yeah, but no. All fun and games. All fun and games. Um, Tom Cock. 
Uh, whatever you're into. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> Tom... Tom... <laughs> Tom Cock is very good. Uh, you know what? I'm sure it is, Lewis. I am sure it is. But do you know what? For I'm the, fine, thanks. For the fine, for the. <laughs> is this the, that is how you say his name? For but for the purpose of this, I will say his name the wrong way. Just put, put Tom Cock on the end of Tom. Tom Koch is um, he is really. <laughs> um, Tom Koch is really turned into something. Oh, he's like, gone from cock to Koch. He, yeah, I told you, for the purpose of this conversation. Okay. Um, 12th overall at Trentino. He's made more passes than anyone else in MXGP this year now. 35 to Mitch Evans' 34. So he's taken that mantle off of Mitch, which proves that, okay, obviously Tom isn't starting near the front, but he's moving forward, which proves he isn't just starting 19th and finishing 19th. That makes his results even more impressive. Um, there's some consistency there. This isn't a flash in the pan. Look at last year and his results from Trentino were better than any other round. So there is that. But Tom's been impressive uh, through the first four rounds and I've noticed that. And So I thought it was about time that we gave him his due. Um, yeah, really impressive. And I think, do you start looking at Tom if you're a team like... Uh, Geben or Marchetti or um, what about someone like JWR? No, I think Tom's above that. Really? Well, Tom's a he's knocking on the door for a top 10. Hmm, okay, okay. I would have thought, I what, what team's he on at the moment? Kozak KTM, okay. That's your version of I don't know what that is. Well, no, no, they're they're a German-based team, aren't they? Don't they do the ADAC as well? I don't know. Uh, okay, sorry. I thought you were a stat boy. Uh, that's not a stat. <laughs> I could tell you that he's made more passes than anyone else. Brilliant. Thanks for bringing that. So basically, all you wanted to do was get in that. His name's Tom Cock, and um, he's done a load of passes. No, and that he's writing bloody well and exceeding expectations, and I thought he deserved to be talked about on this podcast. Well, anyway, he, he does. So, but I, I, I just don't agree with you. I think that um, somewhere like JWR and stuff like that, JWR need a rider which they can kind of. They, they've had some really bad. I suggested. Here, hey? I suggested on Sunday that JWR talk to him for a fill-in. Did you now? Yeah. So I don't know if I, I doubt it'll happen because he's with Kozak, but um, I suggested it. So. No, that's a, that's a solid suggestion because they, they just need a little bit of a break, hey? I, did, I spoke to Johan last weekend when he was in Trentino. What, you rung? No, he rang me. A team in Trentino? No, he rang me. Oh. Oh, so, is that because he wanted to talk to me? Uh, yes, because he wanted to talk to you. I can't, we can't really say on this podcast show, can we? Well, no, he wanted to talk to me about Max Anstey. Yeah. But that yeah. isn't anything that's happening because... No, no, no. Yeah. But, but let, 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 I think that what's interesting there with JWR is they, they want to progress. They, they actually want a good rider on that team to support and push. They just haven't had the luck. Anyway, I spoke to, I spoke to Johan at length. He, he's willing to invest in the right person. Weren't you at your daughter's birthday? <laughs> yeah, but it's, you always work, don't you? Always work. I don't know if I'd call this work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, anyway, you, um, you would be surprised at the phone calls I get, Lewis. Anyway, Calvin Vlandrin uh, crashed out second moto really bad. Horrific crash. <laughs> Cannot believe he's okay. That's a miracle. Literally a miracle. Um, sixth in the first moto was really good as well. So it's definitely... Yeah, it's a real shame because he, he, he looked really good in moto one, hey? He was pressuring. Who was the... Was it the Factory Yam guys he was pressuring in front of him at, at that point? 
Well, the factory yam guys were fourth and fifth, so yeah. So um, he uh, he looked really really good. It's a real shame because it looked like he had the track dialed. He's feeling good, um, but that's just hey, motocross bites you in the ass when you least expect it. But glad that he's in um, he, he's in one piece. Did you chat to him after? No, he was he'd literally basically thrown himself off a cliff like ten minutes before the end of the race. He was not available for comment, so you didn't chat to him. No, <laughs> some friend you are. I was te- no, I texted him uh, Monday morning. I was surprised. Like genuinely, I wasn't. I was going to text him Monday morning to see how he was doing, and I didn't purely because I was like, "Well, he's got to be in hospital." <laughs> so, then, but then I texted him Monday afternoon, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." I was like, "What?" <laughs> like Bloody genuinely, hell. still can't wrap my head around it now. Yeah. Um, uh, Jed beaten fifteenth. Uh, he is struggling with the shoulder that he injured in Mantova. It's not getting worse, and the scans are showing that there is no actual injury, but it's not getting stronger. So it's just weak and they can't really think it's a bit awkward and they can't really be figured out. And he's also uh, was sick all of last week. So a um, bit of a rough go for Jed at the moment. After Damn, such it a strong so opening well. round. Yeah. Uh, so well. I have joined the Alberto Ferrato fan club. <laughs> um, oh, he's in. As we know, I wait for a moment. The results mean nothing Fuck to me. I wait off. for a moment. He's been having moments for a long time. That's why I've been flying the flag. Well, that second moto was crazy impressive. Um, crazy impressive. Fastest lap of the race. Of course, he crashed out, but who can? If he hadn't have crashed out, he probably would have passed Prado because um, he was all over him. And who knows? Maybe he would have even pulled onto the back of the Yamaha guys. I mean, he probably would have been... because Prado did that as well. So I don't know. This is new. This is, I don't know where this leaves, leads. So Does he two, podium this year? Two years this has taken because I've been flying this flag since Valken's fired in something like 2019 or 20. 20, actually. It was just before COVID. Well done. Okay. Thanks for joining the rest of us. Does he podium this year? Mm. He definitely gets a top five overall. 100% gets top five. I think podium is a little bit of a stretch at the moment. It is a little bit of a stretch, too. But he gets a moto podium I, I, at some point. Do you know what? I like it that you're excited. The fact that you're talking Ferrato, will he get a podium... This excites me. Well, I've seen what I needed Did to you see. you have now. a big crash the weekend? No, I've seen what I've needed to see. I've been waiting to see this, and I saw it in the second moto. But the, no, he's forward, intensity. This. No, because this is different. This was different to me. Going forward, intensity, putting the bike wherever he wanted it, not following, all of that. I was like, you know what? I'm on board. I went up, I shook his hand after the race, and I went, congrats. Well, well convinced me to come aboard. I've just You're I've joined so condescending. I just I I I, I see I, I stick to my guns until I see something that will make me change my mind and it has changed my mind and you know what will Frato win Latvia let's find out. Wow. Uh, Jonas was sick so that's why he was so... I feel like this is April Fool's Day. Jonas was sick so that's why he struggled so much uh, pulled out after a couple of laps into the second moto standing construct told him not to ride but he wanted to soldier on and see what he could do because um, yeah that's just what Jonas does hence uh, hence riding Mantova hence almost winning Argentina hence everything um, right. but Jonas is definitely having a bit of a rough road at the moment because he got sick after Argentina as well so and this is obviously stopping him what he needs is bike time and practice time so these sicknesses are also stopping that which isn't ideal so seeing though you're actually giving out kudos at the moment, and you're, it sounds like you're in a good mood. I don't know why. Maybe you had sex last night or something. I, I have no idea. Can we give some kudos to Jordi Tixier? Yeah, I've given him kudos. When? Uh, previous show. I said he's just doing his thing. He's good. 
That's not kudos. <laughs> I feel like that's the most you get out of me. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely like, if we're, if we're talking about riders, he, he is just been, been super consistent this year. Top tens. Like, and he's basically a privateer. Yeah, no, he has been good, really consistent. Um, the fact that he's, he's turning up in, in literally a pop-up, pop-up setup. I think it goes to show that sometimes... It's we need all to well talk about this. I think it goes to show that it's all well and good having all the bells and whistles of a team, but sometimes just doing it by yourself and making yourself happy is the way to go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, he's really, really turned me into a bit of a fan this year. Like, I'm really impressed with what he's doing with the resources he's got around him. And, you know, that's, that, that goes to show anybody who's, you know, yes, he's a former MX2 world champion, but at the end of the day, he's riding within a budget. He's riding the MXGP world championship and he's doing it out of a pop-up. He's also made the fourth most passes this year. Yeah, and look at that, stat boy's on board as well. Um, he's actually tied for third with Fernandez for 31 passes apiece, just four down on Tom Cock with 35. So Will Tixier... And we know how you are on Cock. Will, will Tixier climb above Tom Cock at Latvia? Let's find out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, shout out to, to Tixier. Smashing it. Okay. Um, I think that's done for part one. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Are you yeah. happy with that? Good job. Yeah, well done. I'm, I'm happy. Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Props Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix, Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. Thank you to those guys for supporting the show. That's part one, and part one was presented by Fly Racing, who have redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. That's part one. We'll be back in three minutes with part two, MX2 Talk, where the tide has changed. Thanks for listening. See you in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, 
introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 99 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Presented by Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Props Racing Parts, the Supercross Video Pass, MX TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. This is part two. And part two is brought to you by our new friends at Scott Sports. The Prospect Goggle from Scott Sports is the culmination of over 50 years of experience producing goggles for the off-road and MX market. Used by an ever-growing list of champions, the Prospect Goggle has everything you need to ensure your vision is the best that it can be. With perfected features such as the no-sweat face foam, a maximum field of vision, the Scott Lens Lock System, articulating outriggers, and more, the super stylish Prospect Goal has been engineered to defend your vision no matter how extreme the conditions get. When the mud starts spraying, simply install the 50mm works film system and have an instant advantage over the competition. The Prospect is available with standard, light-sensitive, and now the new amplifier lens options. Amplifier-injected lenses provide improved definition and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com now. That's a message from Scott Sports, the presenters of part two of the MX5 show. Um, Scott Sports obviously won with Tom Vial at the weekend again and they now lead the MX2 Championship with Tom Vial speaking of Tom Vial James Lewis chances of Tom Vial winning this championship close to 100% do you know what a turnaround hey because uh, I think it was like two weeks ago we spoke about how well Gertz is riding how I, he- never, I never went against Vial for the title though I never okay. did okay uh, so I I I was excited from what I seen at Gers because it felt it, it felt like he had found this missing link, what had been missing the last couple of years, putting it all together, and um, he's had a little bit of a wobble. Uh, he's not had a wobble; he's just reverted back to his old self. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's, he's had a wobble. You know when you you know when you return something to factory settings. Yeah, I believe that someone might have flicked that switch. <laughs> Um, look, Vial's looking good. Um, I, I just think it's great. We're, we're this. I, I've been saying it all year. This MX2 Championship is a great championship. There's just the guy who's expected to win has just whittled down a 30 point deficit and turned it into a 14 point advantage in three rounds, proving his dominance and how much of a favourite he is. And you want to go on about how good this class is? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I see so many different types of, you know, you know, like you've just got to look at the way Harrop's riding at the moment. Like Horikmo has not got the results which justify his speed at the moment. Like he is getting better and better and better. Horikmo wins a GP this year. 100%. By the end of the year, he is going to take a GP. Like this, this class, gifting. Gifting is just getting better and better and better. And that is with what a broken collarbone. Like literally was he had surgery two weeks ago. It's like Benestan's now back. Guadagini's like slowly, slowly getting better. Lagenfeld, we know that Lagenfeld is going to get better. He's, he's, he's had so many injuries and so many crashes like from his... his from that Lagenfeld at 1-1 seems like a distant memory, doesn't it? Funny yeah, but it. look what he's been through. You know, th- this class... Honestly, it's so, so good. Like, there's so much talent in there. That top 10 
is super, super talented. And again, we talk about, you know, we've been talking about the past few weeks about this, you know, the stepping stone to the MXGP class. When you start adding those, that, that top 10 into MXGP, holy shit. And let's not even talk, like we've not even spoke about Kaido Wolf. You know, we've got Van Moostyke coming back. The MX2 class... We don't have Van Moostyke coming back in a long, for a long time. No, but, you know, Adamo, you know, it's, there's some, you know, side out. It, it just goes on. There, there's no. some quality riders there. Side out. Uh, sorry, sit down. Um, you know, huh? there's some quality riders there that are going to just, you know, get better and better and better. And they're already very, very good. So um, I, I love watching MX2 at the moment. It's, it is my, as much as, you know, MXGP is still good, MX2, you just, you, you don't quite know what's going to happen. I think that's, that's what I'm getting from, it, uh, getting from it this year. And it is nice to see Rick Elzinger, you know, which backs up what you've been saying about the MX250. Well, thanks for just wrapping up the entire MX2 class for us. That's what I'm here for. Next! <laughs> God, do, you, do, you, do you know what's happened? I opened oh. up a can of Monster. <laughs> what flavor did you go for? Uh, well, they, they were very kind enough to drop off um, 10 crates for us. So I've gone for Mo- uh, Monster Energy Ultra. Have you got any whites? That's the Ultra. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. don't drink those. I like those. Oh, okay. Okay, can, can, I, can I finish what I'm drinking? But I'm just saying that maybe that's why I've just rattled off MX2 in about 3.2 seconds. Well, that's a no-sugar uh, monster, James. Uh, I doubt that's done anything to you. Okay. It must have been heroin. I, um, I'm very uh, on board with the Alpha this title. I have been even after his Mantova crash. And I think the big thing here to take from this is that now both Viao and Gertz have not scored a point in a Moto apiece, which means they're technically level. Yeah. Like on as far as Moto's completed. Yeah. I um, think we've seen that in the race now, this year. Uh, okay. That's not really relevant. And now very. I think that that... Now that they're both level on nine motos completed this year, we're seeing that Biao is actually the better rider and the standings reflect that. Um, I don't expect... I expect Vial's championship lead to grow from here. Maybe Gertz lap, uh, does something in Latvia and cuts it down again, but I think Majora, Spain, Erne, um, Tushintal, it's all, the, it's all Vial. It's all Vial. So I think Vial's only going to stretch this out from here. Um, crazy, though. The inconsistency in MX2. Like, Fiao hasn't scored a point in a moto, neither has Gertz. Um, Harrop, to his credit, has been in the top 10 every time. But then uh, Lagenfeld has been out of the top 10, so has DeWolf, so has Mattia, so has Hawkmo. So, like, um, Harrop is the only rider who's been in the top 10 in every moto. Which, like, that's, we're only five rounds in. Like, how is that even possible? Like, we're five rounds in and only one guy has managed to put it in the top 10 10 times. Um, yeah, baffling, really. But there you go. That's the way of the world. Harrop was... Harrop is knocking on the door for that maiden uh, Moto win, GP win. Oh, it's coming. I think it's going to come. I was, a, I was a bit disappointed he didn't make it happen in the first Moto in Trentino, but it is hard to pass there. So there is that. Um, he was so fast in Sector 1 compared to Vial. So fast. That was basically his entire lap. That was where he was pulling in the time. Um, so yeah, I think... Um, I think Harrop's coming. I just really hope Harrop has had you some think issues. Coming? Harrop has had some issues with injuries in his career, so I really hope nothing stops this momentum and he can have a solid year and just build, 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 build. That's all I hope for, because I think that's um that's crucial for him. I think another setback would not be so good. Um, DeWolf is ahead of schedule. Um, he 
obviously, like he, we say, he did knock himself out badly in Argentina. That was only three weeks ago. Should, like, I'm still quite surprised he's even racing now. Like, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said he'd for sure miss uh, Portugal and Trentino. So for him to be on the podium now, not a 100%, is encouraging. I think he'll be 100% for Latvia. So maybe that first GP win comes there. Maybe. Um, I feel like he needs to get that monkey off of his back now to progress further. I really feel like that's a bit of a bugaboo for him. Um, Looking down the list, Mattia was fast, but just didn't have the starts to turn it into something, but he was good. He did ride well. He was impressive. It was, the riding was encouraging and definitely podium worthy, if not win worthy. Same as what happened in Portugal, but he's just got to figure out the starts. I asked him about the 450 and he kind of didn't understand what I was saying. So there we Uh, go. Going back to Harrop. Oh, good. Third in the championship. Um, you're talking about he is going to get his maiden win this year. I agree with you. I think he's been close. Um, okay, he's, he's around about 40 points, well, 39 points down on uh, Tom Viao at the moment. Do you see him finishing third at the end of the year, or do you think he can challenge the top two? Uh, Kyder Wolf will finish third in the championship. Okay. So... Yeah. The fact that Kaido Wolf, the fact that Kaido Wolf is fifth in the championship, even though he basically missed one of the first five rounds, is crazy. This MX2 class is like so up and down, it's insane. Um, that's, but that's what I'm saying. It's exciting. Like, I cannot wait. I don't, uh, I, it's not like I'm looking forward to MXGP race at the moment. I'm looking forward to MX2. Because, okay, yeah, you're going to get Viao and you're going to get Gertz at the front. But sometimes they're going to make a mistake and everything else. What you're seeing from the guys behind is, you know, any one of those guys can take a win. Yeah. Um, Hawkmo is just going through that learning phase at the moment where he's found new speed. He just needs to find a way to harness that. It will come. I'm It'll telling come. you, he's literally spent a couple of months with the Rover. Like, if he had got on there earlier, we would see way, way more. Um, at half 7am on Sunday morning I walked into the track with Deruva and let me tell you that was a, basically like the biggest cup of coffee you could ever have yeah definitely woke me up <laughs> was it pretty intense? it was pretty intense <laughs> <laughs> I love it first of all first of all I got out of my car and he was literally on the other side of the car park and I just heard someone screaming at me Amazing. I couldn't even see him I literally couldn't see him I was like who the fuck is that? and then Free, like after he kept screaming, I was like, Oh, it's Mark millions of miles away. Um, so yeah, um, oh, uh, on that note, I should let everybody know that uh, Mark DeRuva's autobiography is gonna be on even strokes this week. That's the English edition, you can pre order. Um, so on, uh, we'll get it over, we'll get it online uh, over the weekend, and you'll be able to pre order uh, from even strokes the Mark DeRuva autobiography, which trust me. It's going to be a good read. Uh, Rick Elzinger was seventh overall. Thank God he's going back to the development class because he needs it, clearly. Seventh overall in MX2. That that guy <laughs> needs another couple of months to develop, so yeah. that's good. We're going to send him back, watch him develop, and we'll see how he gets on. Because, yeah. like, obviously, seventh, like, the fact is that there are only six riders in Trentino who would have won a MX250. That says it all. So... That says it all. Good to see Liam Everett's back. 
No, he actually did quite well. Um, I'm actually surprised. In Portugal, I asked, and they said the plan was for him to return in Latvia. So I'm, I was surprised that he was even in Trentino, to be honest. I felt like it was a bit rushed, but um, obviously the results were, were respectable. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, he'd done what he needed to do. Come back, two solid rides, no craziness, points on the board. I can honestly say I did not see Hacken Fredriksen at any point through the weekend. At, like, did not notice him, see him on track, see his bike in the pits. See, I did not see Hacken Fredrickson at any single moment through the weekend. Quite scary. We're going to talk about, we're not going to bang on about it because we just talked about how uh, his Instagram has just been closed down because of negativeness and, and shit. But uh, worst performance, points points performance of the year. It just didn't go right for Comrade from, from, from start to finish. Um, just a Comrade music experience. Just got to scrub that one. And you know, look forward to British Championship this this, this year, uh, this weekend at Fox Hills. Get a solid result straight into Latvia, and I think he'll do really, really well at Latvia. So, um, yeah, it, it is a comrade music experience. So expect him to be top five in Latvia because that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it is it is what it is, and uh, he'll be back. And and for, uh, the last two, obviously, Portugal was a good result. Um, and Argentina was decent so it's like the, the results are getting better it was just you know Trentino well, no, this, is, this, this is what happened this is what happens this yeah. is a Comrade Muse experience anyway um, first of all actually quickly uh, percentage, give me your percentages for the MX2 championship I'm going to go 90% Vial 10% <laughs> really? yeah what so there's literally 10% 12 more rounds and you're you, you're there so like it's actually 15 more rounds thanks, thanks 15, so 15 rounds and anything can happen as we've seen yep, and you're 90 point difference 90% you are absolutely smoking crack you you uh i'm going to go uh i'm going to go do you know what? Like at the end of the day, fifteen more rounds, and there's only fifty-eight points be- between Kaida Wolf and, and Tom Vial. Uh, you're mental, absolutely mental. Anything can happen. Um, I'm I'm going to go. Um, Vial forty, Gertz thirty, um, Kaida Wolf thirty. You know what? Tom Vial ninety. Gertz five, DeWolf five. Well, you, so you actually think that there's a 5% chance of Gertz winning this title? It's not my fault that someone reset him to factory settings. That's not my problem. That's not, I was not the person who did that. I was quite happily 50-50 until someone decided to stick the little pin in Gertz and reset him to factory settings. That's not my problem. So he's won four out of ten motos. Yeah, that was incredible. But then someone returned him to factory settings. You're absolutely mental. Like, uh, don't get Have me you wrong. Have you said Toy Story three? Don't get me wrong. This is what this is where people struggle because you say a lot of like sense, and then you come out with that. Have you seen that, Toy Story three? I'm just going to put a bow on that, and that's your problem. Have you seen Toy Story three? Yes, I've got kids. Buzz, of course, I have. When, when Buzz Light, you've when, watched Toy Story three, and you've got no kids, is kind of worrying. When when Buzz Lightyear becomes Spanish because they press the wrong button, yeah, that's what's happened to Gertz. That's the best way I can describe it. Just is this because of the social media guy? No, we've we've made steps there. That's really well. Gertz, if Gertz can come out in Latvia and prove to me that he's 
that this is just a blip, then that's great. But right now, Gertz is spiraling because How? he's back to his old self. How? One race. It's at Italy and Argentina. Uh, Mantova and Argentina. One, 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 two. Portugal and Trentino. Nine, one, free DNF. That is spiraling. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, nine one free DNF. You're reading too much into it. What the, the thing called the results? <laughs> yeah, you're reading too much into it. Okay. Anyway, shouldn't have asked that. Moving five, on. It's five rounds, five percent. You're absolutely mental. Moving on. It's time for Liat protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is now available worldwide and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, an affordable combo, the 4.5 jersey and pants, the 5.5 jersey and pants, and there's also the 4.5 enduro jersey and pants if you're a wood person. There is so much to consider. There is an advanced range of moto helmets for 2022 too, including the 9.5 carbon, 8.5 composite, 7.5 and 3.5. Valiat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colours to suit all tastes. The 9.5, 8.5 and 7.5 helmets also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. So James, questions from people. Let's do it. Brad Myers, 22. Thoughts on Prado already 33 points down on Tim. I expected it to be a lot closer at this stage. Um, I wanted to bring this back. Remember what I said last week about the stats of Geyser versus Prado and how they were heavily favoured in Geyser's direction. And maybe we all wanted to believe that they were a closer match just to give us some hope heading into a heavily injured class. Hmm? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can you repeat the question? <laughs> I was kind no, of distracted. Um, um, Brad, I, I, I would have thought it would have been close to this stage as well. Brad Myers, I got that bit. Okay, brilliant. Um, I would have also expected it to be a lot closer at this stage, but then looking at the numbers in the past, maybe this isn't a surprise, but then Prado was so good this year. I think I'm, uh, last year, I think I'm the only person who thinks that Prado was the second fastest rider in the championship last year. Because everyone I've said that to seems to look at me like I'm mental. But yeah. I genuinely believe I, last year... I agree with that statement. The you top three riders, Hurlings was the best rider, Prado was the second best rider, Fevre no. was the third best rider. No. Anyway, at Kelton Guiver, I have an EMX idea. Instead of running it alongside MXGP, make it its own thing. That used to happen. Uh, 2009 was the last time um, when Roxon, Hurlings and Charlier were in EMX 250. They were in their own separate little championship alongside MX3 and racing at Hawkstone Park and stuff. Um, I don't think that's the answer because I don't think anyone's going to go and I don't think the teams will want to go to a separate race because the EMX formula, the EMX formula is successful. We don't want to mess how successful it is. We just want to make sure it's successful in the right areas is my official take. I don't know. I, I would like to see if, if you're going to keep the EMX 250 series, then I think it needs to be longer. <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> I do like EMX 125 and 250. Um, At no point has anyone commented on the length of the championship needing to be more. So after all of this, you now want the riders in EMX 250 to spend more money and yeah. go to more races. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think it, like an eight-round series or whatever, a seven-round, eight-round series is, is, is not long enough, especially when you think there's 20 GPs. Ab Brilliant. Journalt. Just going to completely ignore that. At Hab Journalt. 
Um, who has progressed God. the most in MX2 and MXGP this year? I will go Frato MXGP. I cannot believe you jump on my bandwagon. This, um, I don't think it's your bandwagon. But anyway, I, uh, I will go with Ferrato and MXGP. People, MX- you know that people actually listen to the show. So it's not like... It, I've been talking about this for a long time. And then you turn around and say, I don't think it's your bandwagon. Like, you can't just dismiss something because, like, people listen to this, you know? It's like, and I'm not talking about a couple. Thousands of people listen to this podcast show, right? So they know what I've been saying over the last couple of years. You cannot just say that there's no bandwagon. What are you talking about, Willis? Um, MX2 is hard because... um, Unbelievable. (laughs) Harrop, Horkmo and Gifting is really a tosser. And Lagenfelder. Harrop, Horkmo, Harrop, Horkmo, Gifting, Lagenfelder. I don't know how you pick who has progressed the most out of those riders. Um, You'd go Harrop based on current form, but then Lagenfelder won round ones, which kind of makes him the winner, but then lately not so much. Yeah, but that's that's just injuries. Like injuries Who has progressed the most, James? Lagenfelder, the one-one opening round. Hello, but I'd say second Horigmo because the fact that he's only been on that bike for a few months, um, and that's where he is already compared to what he was doing the last couple of years. I guess um, Harrop has had a podium before, so it's not like this is a new thing for him. No, we. we I mean, what was that? Two thousand and nineteen. Twenty was it? Yeah, which got third overall at Matley. So we knew that he was capable of that, and the FNH bike was a good bike. It just didn't work out. But um, uh, what about MXGP? Are you just going with Ferrato? Yeah, that's this one. It's who has progressed for most. It's not a multiple choice thing. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. It's just at Edward.g05. Do you think more teams should give fill-in rides when a rider is injured like KTM did? It is funny how fill-in rides have kind of disappeared, but there will be a fill-in rider announced here shortly um, for a team. Good, so, we like a fill-in rider. Yeah, there should be. I think they're going to start in Latvia, so it should, um, there should be a fill-in rider announced here shortly. Um, but yeah, it's, it is weird how it's kind of just stopped the fill-in rider thing. But then again, I'd argue, has it ever really been a thing in GPs? I... Like, I, you know, I, I've heard of a, a, a couple of opportunities for fill-in rides, but the problem is, is when riders are putting together their program at the start of the year and people commit to them, it's very, very hard because obviously that p- some people are supported by certain people um, in get back, and so to like literally then right. to right, I'm, right, I'm right. not talking about what you're talking about. I'm talking about no, something no, else. No. Yeah, but write this down because we can't argue about this yet. But once this feeling rider is announced, I'm more than willing to argue this with you. So oh, okay. once the current, once the feeling rider is announced, which will be before Latvia, the show after Latvia, we will argue this to the death. Okay, so basically, you're oh. saying that a rider who's going to be filling in has given up everything to. We will meet um, at dawn. I will fight you. What are you talking about, Willis? Anyway. Do you know what? If, if anybody from the Passport Office is listening to this podcast show, you hold Lewis, Lewis Phillips' life in your hand. And do you know what? If there is a clerical error, if there is somehow that passport doesn't find its way to Worthing, we salute you. I asked because if I could go. Then when they- we will step up and it will be awesome. 
when they told me there was no chance that there was no guarantee of it being back before Latvia, I asked if I could go back next week to pick it up and they looked at me like I was mental. Do you know what though? You talk about this, like, let's face it, next year you're in America. MXGP is mine, baby. It's oh, mine. Sorry. If uh, how, how are you going to be in two places, you knobhead? That's, uh, we've done that question too much. Posty 25. Where does Karoli finish at the MXGP. first round of the outdoors? I'm James Burfield. Where, where does Karoli finish at the first round of the outdoors if he faces it? Behind Erlins. I, I, am, I am backing... Last week, I said that Hurlings was at 75%. I'm here to say that after Trentino, I am backing that down to 40 What? Nothing's been decided still. Nothing has been decided. But nothing has been decided. <laughs> I think... How do, nothing, you go, how do you go down to 40% and nothing's been decided? No, because I just got... If, 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 if it had been decided, then it would be 100 and zero. No, I just got some information um, that I actually messaged you, which you obviously didn't read, because um, I tried to make you feel included and share some interesting news with you. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think if it all works out... It. If it all works out, then he will... If it, if it all works out, the plan is still for him to go, is my understanding. We just need it all to work out. We just need him to get back on a bike ASAP. Um, I think he was potentially... It's either this week or next. He, get, he maybe gets back on a bike. I don't know. Just anyway, looking through my messages. It doesn't matter because you can't read it anyway. Um, just looking through my messages because it's not there. Here we go. Well, we knew this was coming. At Aaron Murphy 95 What's Max Anstey's situation, and could he fill in at either Red Bull KTM in MXGP or AMA? I... Don't bullshit us, Lewis. Do not bullshit us. You love Max. Max loves you. Tell us what the hell is going on. No one can talk at the moment because of contracts and things. Uh, I would just like to report, Lewis, that I have gone through all your uh, 110 messages from the weekend. And there is nothing on there about hurling, so you lied to me. I probably didn't trust you to keep it a secret. Yeah, so thanks for that. Tosser. Oh. Um, anyway, thanks for that. Like I said, shit will change next year when you're sod off to America. At r.martinchick474, what is your favourite race, James? Uh, my favourite race. What? This year? No, just like your favourite race to go to. Ooh, favourite race. Sadly, mine is Latvia, and it looks like I'm not going to be able to go. <laughs> I thought we what a day that is going to be. It's going to be like a preview to what's to come over the next three to four years, and it's going to be awesome. What happened? It's a question. If I get my passport, can I immediately fly with it? Because I'm thinking that I may, ha- I may like, I'm no. going to try and... No, they have to, it's like when you get a new passport, you have to like go on like a more of a, uh, like a, uh, I don't know if you know about this, but you're probably gonna have to fly from like Gatwick to Bristol just to do like a, um, a temporary sort of flying. Question. Can I drive to Latvia without a passport? No. Are you sure? Absolutely. Because you can cross the tunnel with your driving license. No, you cannot. Um, I tried to um, cross before without um, a passport and they wasn't going to let me back into the UK. Yeah, but I don't care about coming back. I just want to go to Latvia. No. No, the French don't really give a shit, actually, because I actually did go to Belgium to drop off Yentl Martin's bikes Uh, once. It's all just croissants and... 
wee wees over there, isn't it? I, I, I cannot. I'm, I'm. If that passport doesn't turn up, it could be the greatest day of my okay. life. Um, at Hannah Renola, is it possible to get some WMX riders in the post race podcast? Also, they count too. Yeah, James could do that. <laughs> You're such a prick. I have no problem, Hannah, with going to. Um, uh, interview and uh, they weren't in Trentino, so I couldn't. I wanted to, but they weren't in Trentino. Oh, have you ever interviewed a girl? Do you know what, Hannah? There's a reason why there's no post race podcast with girls because Lewis is scared of them. Yeah, James could do that. No, yeah, exactly. Congrats, James. He went up to a girl and said, "He can't." First, he can't even speak to girls. Secondly, if he went up to a girl, he'd be like, <laughs> "At Elijah Freda." Just a guy that wants to work on the MXGP circus, but how can I? Not as a mechanic. Well, it depends what you, what your skills are. Like what you if yeah. you're a timing guy, are you a builder? Are you a cleanup guy? Are you, are you happy to wash the toilets? Like Media are you, guy? Yeah, like it's, give us more information, Elijah. Tell us, tell us your skill um, set, and we'll we'll get back to you. At Dan.Blackham, does Lewis have any Anstey info he can share? Lots of nonsense out there. I will share when the time is allowed, but I'm kind of also stuck right now. Um, but it's coming, hey? There's going to be an announcement oh. soon. No, no, but it's all the whole thing. I don't think, I don't know when we can do an interview about everything. E underscore Burkis94, if Hurlings races AMA outdoors and wins the title, does he defend it in 2023? Absolutely not. Kevin Wanders, 45. Did Elzinger impress you? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I kind of expected him to be top 10. Maybe his raw speed impressed me. Maybe I didn't expect his raw speed to be so good. Yeah. I, I was impressed. It was a good result. At Racer 998, are there any truth to the rumours that Hurlings and Fevra will come to the US for outdoors this year? Truth for Hurlings? Yes. Absolutely not for Fevra. And I've not even heard that rumour. So I'm not sure where that's come from. Fevra's not going to be back on a bike until like July. So... That doesn't really add up, does it? At Aston139, Lewis, out of the pits, which riders don't like you? Cool. How long have we got? There's... There's Alex and... Please form an orderly queue. We'll go alphabetically. And we will see you when we can. Now serving 107. <laughs> How many people out there were hoping that you ended up at Nelson Mandela Flats in Peckham when you went to what London? What are you on about? Oh. Got gunned down. It's fine. No, everyone liked the riders liked. Do you, do you actually know what Nelson Mandela fl- like, like places? I know he had a dream. Was do you it know about what, that? No. Do you know what Peck? Actually, know, it's not him who had a dream, is it? That's Martin Luther King. So, do you know what's famous for? Um, oh, that's bad. Uh, that's bad. Nelson Mandela Flats and um, and Peckham. Do you know what that's from? Um, didn't he get held captive or something? No, it's from Only Fools and Horses. Oh, which oh, actually funny. had uh, a character which is which uh, you know there's a character called Trigger in there which very is very similar to you. Um, I'm surprised you're not getting on me more for the whole he had a dream thing. That's quite bad. Well, Nelson Mandela did have a dream. That was his famous statement. What? No, that was Martin Luther King, wasn't it? No, it might have been actually. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, no, that was Martin Luther King. Yeah, it was. Um, hold on, I must have sank for this. No, apologies. Um, I can't believe you've actually got something right. Well, no, I actually got it wrong, but then I corrected myself. Mm, okay. 
Aaron Lewis 225. Well, what's Max going to do? We're so looking forward to seeing him on a competitive out- bike outdoors. What do you know? I think he'll be on a competitive bike outdoors anyway. C- so. Can you just say that he's had multiple offers? Are you allowed to say no. that? No. No. Are you allowed to say that he has had... No, shut up. Honestly, shut up. Honestly, shut up. Honestly. Right. Uh, just moving over to Twitter quickly. Um, my Twitter app's broken. <laughs> Uh. Funniest cat in the paddock? Asked Jack L. Hyde, Guadagnini or Ferrato? They're both funny, hey? In very different ways. Guadagnini's English has become very impressive over the winter. Like last year, his interviews were very one sentence, and now he just talks. Yeah. I think he spends a lot. He's like super, super. Um, yeah. He he really likes obviously all the freestyle stuff. Axel Hodges, um, you know, he talks to Sean all the time about like a lot of people don't know, but he actually likes to film and in, in uh, edit his own videos and stuff like that. He's he's really hot on America and uh, the whole culture and stuff like that. So well, here's a question for you, Lewis: Guadagini doing Supercross? Why? Have you seen how many? Have you seen how long his limbs are? Should be legs and arms everywhere. Great. I I, I try and have a. a, a a conversation with you. That is a constructive reply. I don't think it's... it's well, so hang on a minute. So because he's long, he's no good for Supercross. Well, just to get you, I feel like it'd be, I just feel like it'd be arms and legs everywhere. So you don't think that'll benefit him in the whoops? I just think it'd be arms and legs everywhere for him. Brilliant. So, so somebody who is at the top of their game in the media um, within MXGP... You're, you're, a lot of people would tell you that I'm not anywhere near the top. Well, obviously you're not, because I'm trying to have a sensible conversation with you, and all you can say is, will Guadagini be good at Supercross? He's a bit gangly. arms and limbs everywhere. He's a bit gangly. The arms and legs everywhere. Fuck's sake. He doesn't have a style for Supercross. At Rakak Thomas... Brilliant. Sorry about that, uh, Matty. Um, Every single mainstream sport have... Every single mainstream sport have competitors celebrating together after the game, match, or race, even the UFC. Why are MXGP riders getting criticised by a certain moto journalist? Um, I don't know. Funny, isn't it? <laughs> no, I just don't. Like, if, if guys are on cold enough have a good battle in that first race and they actually, like, cut each other off and, like, you know, it gets a bit hairy, shake hands afterwards. I just don't think we need the sixth place rider to pull up and like fist bump everyone. Like that's where it gets a bit much. That's where it gets a bit much. No, that's your opinion. Well, like, I've, like, well, like, like, like you said, in UFC, you have two people who beat yeah. the shit out yeah. of each other. And at the end, hug. Yeah, and Col- and Coldenoff and Geyser were like that in the first moto because Coldenoff would shut the door and Geyser, uh, Geyser would run it in and they can shake hands. But the sixth place rider was not involved in that battle. So doesn't need to get involved. Why? He's congratulating someone on a good win. Well, you need to have a... Well, well, this is bad because Paul Sewer has listened to me and tried to stop getting involved. Fuck's sake. Why would Jeremy listen to you? You Wait, you heard that in the interview. Yeah, I did hear it, but I didn't realise it was serious. I thought he was joking. Well, he would anybody take advice from you? You live with your mum and Dougie. He said he thought of me and rode off. Oh my God. No, I said to I said to Sua, a fist bump is fine, but when it's hugs, it's just a bit much. Like, why are you hugging him? He just beat you. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe I'll text Sua now and just say hug it out with everyone. Yeah, just. Oh god. 
I don't know if I'm going to make it to episode 100. <laughs> What's the next question? Uh, that's it. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is now available worldwide and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, an affordable combo, the 4.5 jersey and pants, the 4.5 enduro jersey and pants, and the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to consider. Great there is win. an advanced range of motor- place. You know, that you've done really, really well. You need to listen to Saturdays with Sewer because I yelled at Sewer for this for like 10 minutes. Oh my God. Like, I actually said to him, I said, I said to him, guys that just kicks your ass, it's not a good thing for you. Why are you hugging him? Because it's like, that's mutual respect. Gladiators just gone out there. Yeah, fist bump is fine. Everything bump, on the fist line. Fist bump is fine. We survived. You got a sit of place that was hard as fuck. Well done. You got first. You came through the odds. But I'm not going to salute you because Lewis told me. Well, no one's ever nice to me, so why should they be nice what to other that? people? I just don't... There is, an, you. there is an advanced range of moto helmets at Liat for 2022 too, including the 9.5 carbon, 8.5 composite, and the 7.5 and 3.5. For Liat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colours to suit all tastes. For 9.5, 8.5, and 7.5 helmets, also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. Um... Yeah, no, I'd recommend you listen to Saturdays with Sewer. I'll send you the time and you can hear me tell him that um, he needs to flip. I told him, I told him he needs to flip the winner off because he should be pissed. <laughs> Which I'm glad he hasn't taken that advice because that would go down. That would not go down well. Fuck me, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's what are you trying me. to create like a real angry Jeremy? He's just going to get around, get, just putting up the middle finger to everybody. I just want to see some aggression. Build your brand, Jeremy. Build your brand. Flip <laughs> people off. Oh, you got lost. Fuck you. <laughs> I think I had to use that exact example in the podcast. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you should probably start um, regulating what goes out on MX Vice Sport. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, you may want a quality control a few things. <laughs> I've just looked at a picture of Forrest Gump where he's just got the hat on and a massive beard after he's been running. That's you. I think I'll go home now. What? I've just looked at a picture of Forrest Gump and you're Forrest Gump. And you okay. know when he finishes running, he's got the massive yeah. beard and he's got the hat on. And yeah, he says, You to want himself, to know what, James? I think I'll yeah. go home now. That's what you need to do. You want to know what? When, when Forrest Gump decided he was going to go home and turned around and ran, he ran past all of those people. He didn't stop and hug them all. No, like, your equivalent of Forrest Gump is that where Forrest is embracing Jenny for going around having sex with loads of people except for him, you're like, Jenny's just coming over for a little chat and you just give her a finger. Now, fuck you, Jenny. That's fuck part you. two of the MX5 show, presented by Scott Sports. The Prospect Goggle from Scott Sports is the culmination of over 50 years of experience producing goggles for the off-road and MX market. No one wants Used you, by an ever-growing list of champions, the Prospect Goggle has everything you need to ensure your vision is the best it can be. That's probably not the best time to be saying stuff like that over the sponsor read. With perfected features such as the no-sweat face foam and maximum field of vision, the Scott Lens Lock system, articulating outriggers and more, the super stylish Prospect Goggle has been engineered to defend your vision, no matter how extreme the conditions get. When the mud starts spraying, simply install the 50mm works film system and have an instant advantage over the competition. 
The Prospect is available with standard, light-sensitive, and now the new amplifier lens options. Amplifier-injected lenses provide improved definition and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. That would have been especially important for both Prado and Real in Trentino because the mountains cast quite a shadow and with the sun lowering some directions and then the shadowy in other parts, it was really a, a tricky one for vision. But Real and Prado prospered thanks to Scott Sports. And you can get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com. That's part two. We'll be back in three minutes with part three to wrap this thing up. Still some stuff to get to. Thank you for listening. See you in a couple of minutes. Hey, Lewis. What? Let me just tell you, you can get your Scott goggles, your Scott accessories for your prospects at Evenstrokes. Evenstrokes.com for your Scott accessories. Big thanks to Adam Dyer yesterday who called me and uh, put okay, through his order for asterisk sleeves. Just want to say thank you to the customers that support us. Okay, thanks. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Okay, love you. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, LIAC continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free LIAC bulletproof velocity goggles, LIAC has you covered. Shop LIAC's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 99 of the MX Vice Show podcast. The final part, the relaxing part. Well, actually, I guess it's kind of gone off the rails already. But, you know, we'll just, we'll just cruise this thing in. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts for Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. This is part three. Part three is presented by Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Prox, Harrop was able to keep up with uh, Tom Vial's Red Bull KTM because he was using Prox parts. It's really that simple. Um, it makes a difference. It bridges the gap from satellite team to factory. And thankfully, it makes guys like Harrop Hawkmo competitive in an otherwise um, factory-dominated class with Yamaha and KTM. You can get exactly the same parts that Harrop uses on pro-x.com. Do you know what, Lewis? I was, uh, I was talking to a few people yesterday. Um, not sorry, not yesterday, uh, Tuesday. Uh, some really well-known mechanics, uh, really re- well-known riders who are basically talking about how great those prox parts are. And interestingly, do you know what? There's um, uh, We have sold out of um, a certain prox part because uh, everybody is talking about that you need to use this certain part for your... Um, bike. I can't really say the manufacturer, but basically, every like you literally cannot get this part because everybody is after a prox part, and because it's so good. So, um, 
if you haven't used Prox yet, you really need to like sort of take a little bit of a look because pretty much every you know pro circuit use pretty much all the Prox parts um, and they, and and so on. You know, our meticulous Mitch is about his bikes and race bikes. He uses Prox. You got GP teams; they use Prox. Uh, you probably don't even know that some of your parts on your bike are Prox. But when you're looking for parts, make sure you make uh, you know, a great decision in getting them Prox parts. They do everything, brake pads, throttle cables, sprockets, chains, really, really good. Charlie uh, Frost on the um, Hard uh, Enduro World Championship used Prox chains and sprockets all last year. Um, so he was competing everywhere, um, you know, uh, whether it's Erzberg or whatever. Um, you know, obviously he was called off last year, but... Uh, hard enjoy rounds last year that was used by um, Prox sprockets and chains exactly the same as what you use for you know MXGP there's no factory parts they are factory parts really good brand and, and uh, again uh, if you're unsure about what uh, brand uh, what part you need for your bike then head over to Even Strokes they've also got uh, a part uh, you know make model year part finder on there you literally just put your bike in and you can find all the Prox parts for your bike 7,000 products in stock right next door to this uh, podcast studio. Thank there, you. We, there we go, Lewis. That's how great Prox is, that everybody is talking about Prox, riders and mechanics. Even riders understand how good Prox is. Crazy. Um, Lewis, um, obviously we spoke at the start of the show. Um, you went to London yesterday. Um, uh, you've, you know, unbelievably you found Trafalgar Square for the first time in your life. You visited the Queen, Buckingham Palace. Um, this weekend, are you just going to chill out? Oh, good news for everyone. This weekend, Atlanta is a day race. I've already looked. The heat races, so the start of the night show, starts at 8 p.m. UK time, 9 p.m. Central European time. Fantastic. So we don't have to which means four o'clock in the morning. Which means that the main events will finish at 11 p.m. UK time. <sighs> Basically, it's like living in America. <laughs> it's like yeah. normal time for Americans. Um, yeah, so that's good, isn't it? That's exciting. That is exciting. So, uh, yeah, for me, I'll be... Um, I'm going to Swindon the weekend, Fox Hills. Uh, You're not going on Saturday, though, are you? Yeah, on Saturday, I'm going to go and get some podcasts and bits and pieces. Um, I want to do a bit. Are you aware that it's a one-day event? Of course, yeah, but the teams and the riders will still be there on on the Saturday. Okay. Yeah, so I want to get some more podcasts and bits and pieces with people. Um, And I'll try and get those out on on Saturday night if I can as well. I'll get back to the hotel. And then... um, Why are you staying at a hotel? Don't you live like 30 minutes from Fox Hill? Uh, I, I live about, it's about 50 minutes, so um, it's just easier to get a hotel. Okay, I'm going to need to review that. Um, yeah, it's a £59 um, hotel, so you can review that all you like. Um, at the end of the day, I sign the checks. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my weekend. I'm looking forward to uh, Supercross. Um, what's your thoughts on Supercross this year? Well, um, I haven't really been able to watch because I've been busy with GPs lately. Have you been catching up? or have you, have, Obviously, I don't expect you to stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning after finishing at 12. But have you been catching up in the week? Uh, no, I haven't had time. I'm, it's, quite, it's quite busy at MX5, James. <laughs> oh, wow. <gasps> Although, I did do very well with my fantasy team on Saturday, so that was good. Okay. I stayed up late just to set my fantasy team. I was really tired and I knew I had to get up at balls early for a very long day on Sunday but I stayed up just to set my fantasy team after the LCQs and it paid off when I woke up and saw that I was 53rd 
Uh, one thing I really want to, um, speaking of fantasy and speaking of Pulp MX, I haven't had a chance yet, but I want to listen to uh, episode 500. Um, congratulations to Steve Pulp MX. Um, but obviously got McGrath and Carmichael on there. Have you listened to that yet? Yes. Is it good? Phenomenal. Excellent. I, it I'm, brought me back. It brought me straight back to young Lewis. I'm now, it's reborn my oh. Carmichael fandom. Oh, Wow. Wow. Well, I'm sat here actually uh, next to Ricky Carmichael's shirt and, and also. Helmet. So that's five hours, and you say you're going to listen to that, but you also just said you haven't made it through my hour interviews from Trentino because you're too busy. Yeah, I got. A, well, the next couple of days, I've I've kind of I'm actually going away with the with family for three days next week. Crazy, I know. What? And they enjoy listening to podcasts. Well, no, but I'll I'll put my headphones on as they talk. That's very unsociable of you. Yeah, you've met my daughter, haven't you? Just feel like you maybe should try and be more sociable. You, you've met my daughter, haven't you? Well, you've got three. She's mental, and she doesn't stop talking. So, I don't know what you want me to do with that. I'm away with what her for three days. services listens to this podcast? I'm away with her for three days. There will be a lot of headphones. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't watched St. Louis yet. Um, obviously, it's only Thursday, and I got back Monday night, and I went to London for a day. kind of don't sound committed. Hmm? Hmm? What? James, everything's kind of falling apart at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, if I just pulled it, the um, <laughs> if I just pulled it a string on your jumper, we're just now just like falling apart. You're there with like two sleeves, and the front's would, now gone. You don't need just... to, I don't need to tell you how much I would like to be watching the Supercross. <laughs> well. I, I didn't realise it was that bad. I thought I thought you were coping with everything. I didn't even have time to watch the highlights. Did well, not have time to watch your this is kind of worrying because um, let's lay out the facts here. You, you are the editor of MX Vice. No, yet don't, you haven't watched no, Supercross. Oh, yeah, but I'm not. This fine. I don't know. As an employee <laughs> evaluation goes, this is not. This is not. Well, I, I, I was too busy covering MXGP. Yeah, kind of. We, we're not just really solely focused on MXGP, though, are we? No, but I'll be able to put it. Actually, I'll be able to watch Supercross tomorrow night. I guess. Does this mean that there will be? Uh, no, uh, what? Tomorrow's a bank holiday. I'll just take tomorrow off. Yeah, do it. Um, go somewhere nice. Where are you going to go? Worthing. Know, London was quite nice. <laughs> Worthing. <laughs> I might go back to the passport office and see if I can speed those fuckers up. Yeah, I bet you will. You'll be knocking on their door and I'll be like, like having their like, roast dinner on a Friday, you know, and just um, like chilling out with a family and... Hello? Yeah, that they, woman went to my passport. The woman went to me. The woman went to me. Yeah, we're shut Friday and Monday because it's a bank holiday. And I was like, for what? And she was like, Easter. Do you not know when Easter is? And I went, oh, my job, I don't have bank holidays. So I just ignore it. <laughs> and then, and then she, I went to her. I went to her. Can you not just work this weekend to speed my passport out? And she said no. <laughs> I, I, the thing is, though, is I laugh and I joke. You actually said that to her, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That wasn't made up. I actually listened to you um, talking to the guy on the train. Right, so the fact, so this is like Lewis, it's like he's the first time he's ever been on a train before and the right. first time he's ever gone to London before, right? This is true. This is true, right? So he's, he, we're having a conversation. He's like, oh, um, I'm just getting on the train a minute. So I'm like, okay, yeah, because, you know. Um, so then first the guy who's come around with the tickets has said to Lewis, oh, can I see your ticket? Yeah, it's on my phone. So he shows him a ticket and it's one way. He's bought a one-way ticket to London. Yeah. Did you not think about how you're getting back? I thought, I didn't know that return tickets were a thing on trains. I thought I'd just get the train there and they'd take me home. What, so you think trains would be different to a plane? So with a pl would you buy a one-way ticket to a plane? No. 
So why the hell would you buy a one-way ticket on a train? Because I didn't see the option for return. And that is your planet bombshell of the week. No, it's Lewis, not. terrible. It's not. How the hell? So do you drive somewhere in the car knowing that you're not going to come back in the car? I wish I couldn't come back. Why the hell would you think you could get on a train? Sounds like the dream. How is that not a bombshell of the week? You're a moron. It was very stressful. I had to run for the train like my life depended on it. Who, who just, I, I, just, I just can't understand the common sense in that you book a one-way... Like, I'm, I'm at London, I'm going to get my passport, and then I'm going to figure shit out when I get there. That's exactly what I said to the bloke, wasn't it? He went, do you want to return? I was like, oh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, that is exactly, that's exactly what you said. Like, how, do you, how are you even allowed outside your house on your own? I don't do public transport. I had a bad experience once. On the, tra- on the train yesterday, a bloke, literally, the, the, the seats opposite me were empty. The bloke literally sat next to me and basically sat on my lap. And I was just like, what are you doing? I, actually, the, you're, not, you're not Trigger on Evil's Norse's. You're Rodney. Okay, no one knows what that is. Um, let me ask you this. Please do. Let me... You're Kawasaki. What a great brand. Fantastic could... brand. Great color. I love Kawasaki. Other colours are available. We don't have a manufacturer sponsoring this podcast. No, but um, I do love Kawasaki. Other colours are available. Team Green. Um, Team Green. Your Kawasaki. Yep. Great brand. You can sign Brahma No, thank you. Strybos. Or Tom Koch. Hang on. Hasn't Boirame signed for about eight teams so far this year? No, he's just going back and forth a bit. He's like, am I allowed to say this? I think he's He's kind of, he's a bit of a flirt, isn't he? Well, no, I think he didn't get a GP deal, took a GP deal, and now he's gone back to his old deal. Yeah. Kind of like, he's actually done exactly what Jeremy Sado did. Yeah, I kind of feel like, like, you know, I really like this girl over here. Um, no, but he doesn't, like, that's, that's dumb as anything, because he it's took not the really. deal. He took the French championship deal because he didn't get anything for GPs. Yeah. He didn't take that deal because he loved the team and thought, for oh, sign for Yeah, but it's like kind of going back to, you know, like this is a comfortable girl who, you know, is okay. But then, ooh, look at that shiny new girl over there. Okay. And I'm she's your European. Okay, you're not answering the question, so we'll move on. Um, we didn't talk I about Sewer doing the tr- I would probably go. Um, I would go with, I, I tell you what, give Cock a go. Would you what, give Cock over Strybos? Why not? Why not? Because maybe he can bring the best out in Cock. What about I you, Lewis? Feel, Would you give Cock a go? I just feel like Strybos knows the bike already, so it's an obvious thing, but it's just not happening for some reason. Of course um, he does, but at the end of the day, he did retire last year. Um, maybe he's got more to offer in bringing, bringing Cock through and also Ben. Would you give Cock a go? It's not funny. Anyway, um, we didn't talk about Sewer doing the triple. Are you surprised that no one else did? Well, Monticelli did. So Monticelli... Okay, I don't think we can count that. No, we can. And I want to salute Monticelli. You are my goddamn hero. We need more Monticellis in World, in world Motocross. Did you see this? Because um, you're talking as if you saw it. No, but oh. I, I need to. I, I need to see... I need to see it. And I... I, I I'm just a massive fan of Monticelli. It is, we need more Monticelli. We okay, need a brilliant. segment on Monticelli. 
Okay, brilliant. Again, you're not. Again, you're just rambling and not actually no, talking not. about what I've said. Uh, uh, oh, one thing I would say is a great work to Sean Ogden and Wes Ogden on um, catching the the triple seaware, and also from various angles. Very, very, very like good. Six sessions over the weekend. Yeah, great. I love it. And fair play to Jeremy for um, for for doing that. Yeah, I'm surprised no one else did it. I feel like in America people would have done it sooner. Like I he feel like I, said that I feel like felt, everyone would have followed him. He felt that it was faster. Well, no, it was faster. 0.7. There we go. Per lap. Yeah. And you could see it in the GoPro footage as well. He visibly gained on Prado when he did it on the first lap. Um, was it yeah. spectacular being there watching it? Because it was uh, a bit lame, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all right. Oh my God, you're so hard to please. No, it was good. It was good. It was exciting. Um, it was mental when he did it on the first lap. I couldn't believe he did it on the first lap. That's like, insane. Renault said that he was um, shitting himself whenever Jeremy was behind him for like four corners before the triple. He was shitting himself because he thought he was going to get landed on. <laughs> Guys, as adamant that it wasn't faster, but I don't see that. Is that yeah? I, I did. I did listen to that, and it just sounded like Geyser was trying to play it down. I think Tim secretly wanted to do it, and everybody at HRC said, "Don't fucking do it." I can't imagine. I just feel like in America, everyone would have just followed Sewer off of it. Yeah. Well, you'd have used him as a toe. But that, Sewer doing the triple, is your... Oh. Where is it? Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with a Planet Moto Academy. There is a lot going on at Planet Moto. Get involved and hit tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible by visiting planetmoto.com. 2022-2023 dates are available. You can book your winter getaway now. Um, and like I say, there are many options, not just a ride holiday, the Planet Moto Academy. There's actually, what they do at Planet Moto is multi-layered. It really is a customizable to what you want out of your experience. So visit planetmoto.co or Planet Motor Holidays on Instagram or Facebook. Get in touch with Max and start planning your dream getaway. It's pretty much how it works. Nice and simple. Right. Before we sign off, James. Yes, Lewis. I'd like to tell you something. I know. We all know. And you know what? We're going to embrace it because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and what you like is, is up to you. You know, you're Support for MX Vice is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped, offered, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I, I swear I've read this before, but that, that suddenly was hard. To <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped recently launched for Ultimate... Manscaped recently launched for Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MXVICE, all caps, one word, M-X-V-I-C-E, all caps, one word, at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. What's the code, Lewis? What's the code? MXVICE, all caps, one word. Right, so... Uh, we didn't want to announce this, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, we've come to the conclusion that, and, and Lewis has agreed to do it. So for episode 100, we are going to go live. Lewis is going to use Manscaped and trim it live on video. Okay. We You're may so get it from yep. YouTube, but this is only going to happen. We're not, uh, we're not on YouTube. So this is only going to happen if we get, uh, 50 people buy a Manscaped um, using the code 
And once we hit the 50, Manscaped's going to tell us and Lewis is going live, possibly on his own personal Instagram because we don't want to get banned. But yes, he is shaving little Dave. Brilliant. That's great. Um, The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped is a game changer. Inside that package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0, the Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. That's all inside of the Performance Package 4.0, which was recently released by Manscaped. So you could use your code to get 20% off of that or any item. If you want to buy the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer separately, use the code. If you want to buy the Lawnmower, the Lawn... A mower 4.0 trimmer separately, use a code. The travel bag, use a code. The code works on everything. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Very happy to have Manscaped involved on the podcast. Right. I need to buy one. And I was just wondering if they do a ladyscape. Before we go, who needs to step up in MXGP? You, for a start. Who needs to step up in MXGP? Uh, Right. You tell me who needs to step up in MXGP and then I'll tell you my version because you always lead me down this fucking path and then you say, oh, they're all really good. It's hard because... it's Exactly, I knew this was going to happen. Every time you do that to me... It's hard because, like I say, without Hurling's Feverer and then uh, guys like Tonus who's retired, blah, 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 everyone is... Even if they're not performing well relatively, they're quite higher up than you would think. Like, um... Obviously, you'd say Ben, but that sixth is a step forward, so that's kind of on the if way he, now. If he hadn't, and we know the sixth, issues. Then, then that would have been the obvious choice. Yeah, um, I feel like it's hard. It's hard. I want to say beaten because of how good round one was, but that shoulder isn't getting better, which is an issue. What's going still, on with Andonic? What do you mean? He was thirteenth in the second moto. That's pretty much Andonic's ceiling. I think he showed glimpses of like top 10 last year. Yeah, 13th's pretty much there. I don't think that's anything to... Oh, also, Van Donick's team, Riley Racing, they have one of the pods now. What? So that's another team. Holy shit. What, what goldfish bowl? Yeah. What, honestly? Like, they teams. gave me a tour of it. No, teams. You don't have to go down this road. I don't know. They gave me a... T- it was brand new and they gave me a tour of it and I have to say... I was quite comfortable inside of there. Of course you is, you, you like glass to lick. Like you, I get it. But this is not a fan experience, people. Go to Supercross. They got tired awnings. You know, you can speak to riders. You can see people. No one wants these fucking goldfish bowls. It's not, just to make it. it's not clever and it's shitting all over fan experience. It there must be a way to open the windows. Honestly, like, don't, don't get me wrong. One's a novelty. Now everybody's fucking doing it. What is the point in, in, in having a pit area? Because if you can't can open, do shit all in the pits. If, it, if they can open the windows, then it's perfect because you can open the windows when it's hot and when it's cold, you can shut them. Like, no, it's, bo- it's, bo- it's bollocks. It's, for a I fan like e- them. No, for a fan experience, it is terrible. If, if you've been to a GP and... and it, it is like go, it's like window shopping. You can't try to close on. You can't look at it. You don't know whether it's good. It, it, it's just, it is crap. You know, who wants, to go, who wants to go window shopping? No one. No one, no one, no one. It's terrible. It's the, it, you know, talk about killing fan experience. If in front need to do something, they need to say to them, let's get back to, let's, get, let's do pop-ups. 
What? How is that going to help? Oh, okay, that's stupid. That's anyway, that was. I'm just going to get it cheap. All I'm saying is that as a fan, you can't talk to riders. They're, they're sat behind there. They don't want to come out anyway. What do you think? How do you think the pits work? Do you think that the, the fans just talk to every rider and the riders just like, yeah, no, I've got to go out. Um, and even the mouse dog. No, 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 no. Like if if you're you wouldn't know because you 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 wouldn't know. But if if you're there as I'm drinking my coffee in the hospitality because it's welcoming I'm not in a glass thing right so I'm I'm sat there with my cup of coffee talking to mechanics you know punters come over you know the people who have paid to, to go into the pits are going over and talking to the mechanics the mechanics are like oh cool yeah people are interested in what I'm doing da, 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 da. you know and they get a little bit of appreciation do you know there's there's you know that that there's that there's that connection between fans it's not all about the riders it's about the team personnel as well it's, a, it's about the experience of a fan. You go to the event, you don't just see racing, you go into the pits and everything else. You, you, you know, this has been the way it's been for, for a long, long time. Now all you're doing is making it less accessible for fans. That's my run over. Okay, that's great. And that concludes... That is my grind your gears section. That concludes episode 99 of the MXY show. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, for Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition for their continued support of the MXY show through 99 episodes. Thank you very much for all of that. And please support those companies. Uh, we only align with the best. They all have a wide range of products and services that would just make your life better. Thank you to all of those companies. I'll, I'll say them again. Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Props Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. That was part three. And of course, part three is presented by the phenomenally convenient Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to the highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Any final thoughts, James? Um, do you agree with me? No, I said I didn't. So in Supercross, if they had... I don't want to talk about this. Would you like to see goldfish bowls in Supercross? No. But you're fine with it in MXGP? Uh, it doesn't really bother me. I'm not really that passionate one way or another. What about motocross and Supercross? No, just about the pods. They're not pods, it's goldfish bowls. Okay. That excludes the fans' experience. Any final thoughts, James? No, I've got to say, I am... You know, five rounds down, we're coming into uh, a nice little run of uh, of GPs. Latvia, Majora. Um, it's going to be interesting to uh, see how this plays out, both in MXGP and MX2. Will Geyser continue? Um, will Gertz Banks back? Um, we're going to know in the next few weeks. What have we got lined up for episode 100, Lewis? Please tell me. We need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome but whatever it is we're going to make it special so um, there we go uh, and if again uh, you know the code if you want to see Lewis live on Instagram shaving his manhood um, then you know you know what to do that's episode 99 thank you 
listening. Thank you for your support of MX Vice. We will be off next week and then back after Latvia with episode 100. Thanks for listening. See you then. See ya. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, LIAC continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free LIAC bulletproof velocity goggles, LIAC has you covered. Shop LIAC's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.